0: <clears throat> Log Entry 184 Bad Brew Case Number 006 Subject is Jupiter Ascending Jupiter Ascending is a 2015 sci-fi epic written and directed by the Wachowskis It follows Jupiter Jones and her half-man, half-wolf companion as they kick, punch, shoot, and <clears throat> space-skate their way to victory against the evil of Brassik's family An ancient royal dynasty hell-bent on harvesting the Earth's most precious resource, time. With a score of 27% on popular film rating website Rotten Tomatoes, Jupiter Ascending proved to be a critical failure for the Wachowskis amongst some of their other, more popular science fiction outings, such as The Matrix and Cloud Atlas. Tonight, we take another look at Jupiter Ascending to determine if its bark is really bigger than its bite. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast.
1: I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work.
2: <laughs> it is episode 184. <laughs> Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're on today's episode Bad Brew,
3: Jupiter Ascending. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know what I'm laughing at
2: more. The, the fact that we have to talk about this movie and I'm beyond excited for it, or the <laughs> fact that our, our new thing coming into an episode is just singing the theme song in hyperspeed. And the, the, the beautiful part about it is that I'm singing the music and you're doing like the, the quote unquote yourself, vocals over it. But it sounds perfect. It like does. Like it legit sounds Well, <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this for
3: 184 point. episodes. We're locked in. Right?
2: Yeah. Dude, next week. After next week, we're only fifteen episodes away from two hundred.
3: Oh boy, that means we That's gotta get. Crazy. That means we gotta get four tattoos.
2: Four tattoos.
3: Four tattoos. Oh, <laughs> I- <laughs> we were supposed <laughs> to get one at episode fifty. We we're like, no, nah, we'll just put it off until a hundred. One fifty came and gone. Or came and went, and uh, you know, here we are, ready, we just, ready, ready to get four tattoos later.
2: Can we just get? Um, what do you call the what do you call the the hash marks, you know, the the one, two, three, four, and then a, a hash through it. Is there a name for those? Or is it just hash marks? Uh,
3: oh, a, ta- hash like a, t- a tally A tally. Italy, <laughs> a
2: tally, a tally line, yeah. Can we just get can we just go um uh what what, what what's his name? Uh, post Malone. Tally tattoos on our eyelids. Oh dude. And that's like one for every fifty.
3: That's so <laughs> that's so po- that's so post Malone.
2: Do it right, Fuck yeah, you want dude. To? dude. Speaking of post Malone, <laughs> yeah, uh, that Nirvana set that he did mm. with Travis Barker and his band it was good, was dude. incredible. Yeah, I, I never thought, and by his own admission, he uses autotune every single time that he sings live, of yeah. you know, recording, whatever. He's not, he by his own admission, he's not a great singer. I don't know what that says about Kurt Cobain, but <laughs> uh, but like, so if you don't know what we're talking about, post Malone. Uh, it was in the middle of recording a new record. So him, his, uh, I guess his producers or band, I don't even know who they were. Yeah, I don't he know. Had a, he had a guitar player with him and a bass player. And then I couldn't tell if Travis Barker was actually in the room with him or if he was over uh, a, a, like a Zoom thing like they this. looked
3: They looked like they were in the same room to me.
2: Okay, because I know the three of them were. Yeah, the three of them were because you could tell by the floor. Yeah, um, but I couldn't tell with with Travis. Maybe he was. So they were recording Post Malone's new record, though. So that's why they were all together, and they just randomly decided to for quarantine for the fans. Uh, <clears throat> and it was a and it was also a um, benefit for. Um, cdc or who or something like that whoever whoever it is that gets the money throughout this whole crazy shit we're going through <laughs> whoever it is um, that
0: gets that money
2: well they dude they raised tens of thousands of dollars like yeah. crazy amounts of money oh, yeah, like six, yeah, like, totally. i think it was like 50 or 60 grand or something like that yeah that's right um but they played an entire cover set it was like 14 songs i think i could be a little off on that number but it was more than 10 songs, like nirvana songs and a lot of them were like super deep cuts like they played school off of Bleach, mm-hmm. which is not a song that most people even know exists unless you're a huge Nirvana fan. Um and even crazier is not only can Post Malone play guitar, he's really good at guitar. Mm-hmm. I had no idea he even played, first off. Yeah. And then he actually can sing really well. Yeah, he dude. He sounds a lot like Kurt Cobain.
3: Yeah, he he's one of those people who can kind of uh like good cover singers can change their voice to sound like like if you like you're you're good at singing karaoke but you always sound like mike singing uh I thought you were going like, to say balls <laughs> like you sound like you
2: always sound like balls you always
3: yeah. sound like balls you sound like mike singing skid row you know what i mean or you sound yeah, like mike but singing but i sang
2: the shit out of that skid row you song. sure did or you
3: sound like mike singing uh uh fucking journey He's one of those guys who he can kind of change his voice to sound like the same. Like, have you ever heard him do a a, a Sublime cover? No, I haven't. Like he can, he, you know, and that's like the juxtaposition between what Nirvana and Sublime sound like. That's, oh, a, that's a completely different thing. It's yeah. a huge departure, right? Like, but well, that's, he, that's, but that's... he can make his voice sound like, like both. So it's who, it's pretty who... cool. It's impressive.
2: Yeah. Who else were we watching the other day? It was the um. The singer for Seether, actually, of all bands, the singer oh, yeah. for Seether puts out some of the great, like, them as a band, then him with other people. They did, like, this, this virtual reality show where they did, like, a whole bunch of covers and originals or whatever. And that guy, could, his name escapes me right now, but that guy's incredible.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. We, we Mike, Mike and I went out, like, as if we as if we don't normally see each other, not well, we haven't seen each other much at all during this. I well, saw you today. Yeah, we do we had a we had a beer on the porch with a baby squirrel. It was awesome. Um it was. but uh we spent like 5 hours on Zoom the other night just <laughs> I was putting away groceries drinking manhattans and just like slowly spiraling into oblivion. And uh, <laughs> well, we just
2: we discovered the screen like, share with audio, and we were just yeah. on YouTube looking up random videos.
3: We <laughs> we started talking about Bart Rock or something, and Mike's like, "Speaking of Bart <laughs> Rock, have you ever heard the dude from Seether do cover songs?" Oh, you know what it was? I think it, we were talking about what's his what's his face, what's his nuts from fucking Puddle of Mud. <laughs> oh God, that uh, um, the, yeah, the Nirvana, that Nirvana cover, cover. Oh, oh, dude. That is oh. so rough, man. The, West, the best West meme West Scantlin, West Scantlin, Scantlin yeah,
2: yeah. Fuck, the the best meme that I saw after that was "Who killed Nirvana harder, Kurt Cur- uh, or Courtney Love <laughs> or West Gatlin. <laughs> who killed
3: Who killed Kurt Cobain harder? <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And the
2: faces he made during that concert or that show oh, was dude. like the greatest. He looked like you know the you know like that really ugly face a mule makes like right before it's about to kick like that's what his face looks like. <laughs>
1: it's so bad. Oh, geez.
2: sounds like it too. God, um,
3: that was rough, dude. Oh that God. was hard. Like yeah, you could even was, there was one point where the guitar player almost cracks this like cracks into a laugh. Yeah, it's because I don't know why those guys. So bad.
2: After everything that he's put that band through, I don't know why they play with him still. It's not like it's oh, not like puddle like, uh, of mud has brand anymore. You know, like <laughs> that was tainted long ago.
3: <laughs> Muddle of pud. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a little spoonerism for you. Hey, did you know it's called spoonerism when you switch? I did. When it, I did. Is it because I told you?
2: N- probably. Yeah. But spoon-, spoon. It's not because of you. You know, for those of you who don't know, James's uh, nickname is Spoony. Mm. I actually think I call you more James on this show than I do in real life. Quite frankly, do you call me Spoony um,
3: in real life? I don't. I never pay attention. Oh yeah. Oh, but at least you? when
2: I'm talking about you, I do. Mm. Maybe not to your face, but whenever I'm talking about you, it's Spoon, Spooner, Spoonie, See, it would uh, make spoon, it would Spoon Daddy.
3: It would make sense. It would have made sense in the beginning for me to like you know because radio hosts always have their 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 uh, their tags Screaming Scott or fucking <laughs> j-, j Hud. <laughs> And then you have Cal Cagno, who just goes by his own name because he's a douche. Um,
2: What's going on, guys? I'm Soupy Spoon. Soupy, Soupy
3: Spoon, Soupy Spoon, bringing you the, bringing you the hits that rock your tits. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Playing those jams that rock your clam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That reminds me. I saw the absolute grossest billboard I've ever seen in my life today. <laughs> I thought you were.
0: I thought you were gonna say
3: <laughs> clam. I saw no, the it absolute has something to do with that. No clam.
2: It has something to do with that. There is There's it? a billboard on I ninety four headed towards Detroit that is a. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's a billboard for a company that does uh, waterproofing in basements. Yeah, and 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 so the so the name of that's at the very bottom. You almost driving by, you almost don't even see it. The picture though is of a woman on the right hand side of the billboard, looking all like Ew, gross, like like making that gross, disgusting face, like she just saw somebody eat a bunch of bugs. You know, like Ew, that gross face. Yeah, and then in giant letters off to her left, it says Moist Downstairs. <laughs> Oh my God! Get me it's,
3: the get me the name the of most... that company because I'm hiring them. I'll, it's the I, most
2: I, disgusting ad I've ever seen in a public place.
3: I will seriously, I'll I'll bring my hose, I'll bring my hose into my my basement window tonight and turn it on for the rest of the night just so that I can give that company my money. <laughs> Moist downstairs.
1: The, That's the, look face, the look on
2: her face, though. look at her face, though. Put those two <laughs> things together. It's, <laughs> it's like it's sh- it shit it, I'm shocked it's not <laughs> like a Vagisil com- uh, a billboard or something like it.
3: Can you – would it be uh, – yeah, so you're driving uh, down, what, 94 when you see it or what?
2: It's 94 towards Detroit, yeah.
3: If you um, can, can you please snap a picture of that so I can send well, it, it to one my one sister? Well, it's one of those digital boards. It's <laughs> my, one of those digital boards. My sister, so, when you say the word moist, she she just about throws up.
2: <laughs>
3: so well, that would be amazing.
2: Most, most people do, in all fairness. Moist. Uh, yeah, it, it is just so gross, man. Like <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even I honestly don't even know. Uh oh, you know what? Uh I just looked it up online. There it looks like there might actually Yeah, here it is. I found it. <laughs> oh,
3: dude, send it to me.
2: Um this is a, I think this is the different one because it, it looks like a different chick. Maybe it's the same chick. I don't know. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get a great look at her. Um I'm going to hold on a sec here. I'm gonna send it to you on Facebook right now so that you can actually see it. Okay, this is great radio, by the way. Oh, it's um, fun. It is. It is legitimately the funniest <coughs> thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, All right, I have. Uh, I have sent it to you.
3: <laughs> speak, speaking of funny, uh, oh wait, let me. Oh. <laughs>
0: It's amazing, right?
3: BWM, Basement Waterproofing of Michigan. Dude, that is so funny. Oh, Moist downstairs? Oh, I'm sending that to my sister. Um, <laughs> uh, Speaking of funny, so um Carney, our buddy Carney, tex- yeah. uh, texted me. I was talking to him a couple days ago. He's like, um, and I appreciate the kind words Carney. He's like, hey, man, you guys have had me cracking up on the show the last couple of weeks.
2: Oh, thanks, man. I'm like,
3: oh, that's awesome. By contrast, my my beautiful wife, whom I love very much, she says, she says, Man, you guys you guys really have made yourselves laugh a lot on the show the last couple of weeks. I go.
2: What's that supposed to mean?
3: <laughs> I go this is this is literally like ten minutes after Carney had told me that we like we had him laughing. I go, that means you didn't think it was funny, right? She's like, so it's like, it's like, uh, like you go to, I'm, I'm thinking of, a, I can't remember who the artist was, but, um, Todd Snyder or something like that. And he has a joke. He's like telling a story about playing a show and, and he goes, I played the show and this girl, this guy comes up to me afterwards and he says, Hey man, my, my wife really loved the show, or, uh, Oh, what the fuck? i can't remember how it goes i can't great, remember i can't great. remember how it goes but he, he he basically says like he said oh hey todd oh man hey cool it's nice to meet you and he goes hey did you enjoy the show well my wife did and that's essentially what that was my wife saying well you guys think you're funny and do other I, people uh, think you're funny but i think you're a piece of shit so
2: do i need to do i need to shank a bitch uh
3: just make sure you stay six, i mean i'm available just make sure you stay six feet away i'm available just yeah, just social yeah. distance.
2: Social distance stabbing. I do, you do you own this. do
3: you do you own any throwing stars?
2: Ooh. No, but I can throw a knife.
3: Oh. No, you can't. I've seen you throw an axe. I've seen you throw an axe and I know for a fact that you can't throw a knife just by you know watching for, your wait, axe throwing.
2: Wait, uh, you know acumen. for a you know for a fact that I can't throw an axe? For a fact. Yeah. Okay. Remember that after this episode gets posted.
3: No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I know I know that like toward the end of the night you could throw an axe.
2: I have a video of the two of us throwing axes, and I got three bullseyes in a row, and you were outside of it every single time.
3: That's that was insane. That was at the end of the No. That's all I'm uh, saying. That dude, wait, hold on. Hold on. You're you're mm-hmm. framing this in a very shitty way. Because I Had to go after twos and ones because I, my team had already scored so many points,
2: but I I had to get bullseyes and I got them. Yeah.
3: And I had to get and I had to get twos and ones and I got them and I beat you. Yeah. I'm, I am, I am a fucking baller (laughs) when it comes to throwing axes. Don't even try and challenge me.
2: I will admit I started the night off pretty shitty when uh, when we were doing axe throwing, but I, I got the hang of it pretty quickly though, and by the end of the night I was uh I was laying axe like you wouldn't believe. You it. You
3: were good. laying axe, man. I yeah. was. I was. You're... Um,
2: okay, so outside of all of that, anything anything you want to talk about this week? <laughs> no, that's pretty
3: much before No, that's we... pretty much it. I don't know. I, I do I I do feel like we fucking... need to
2: shine a spotlight on Uh, some neighbors that we have down the street. I called you about this earlier Oh, dude, yes. It's too funny not to mention. We have some beautiful neighbors down the street. Don't know who they are. They look like upstanding citizens. I would like to, Um, when this
3: is all over, I'd like to go meet them. Because they do sound I, like personal heroes of mine.
2: They they do. I called you. I called you. I said, I've seen our heroes. <laughs> I've, I've seen them. Uh, there's these two guys that were on the street, down the street from us. I'm driving home. And they're just sitting in lawn chairs on like the city portion of their property on the main street. And they have a giant sign that just is spray painted, like a giant piece of plywood. And it's spray painted, you honk, we drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I laid on my horn and they both raised their beers and took a big swig. It was like my heroes. They are corn. Quarantining just right. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: So awesome.
2: Um, Total, yeah,
3: um, totally sounds like something we would have done too back. Well,
2: it sounds like something that we should continue. Sounds like, like something even we, after this is done, we
3: would do now. But now it's like now it's you know stealing stealing the intellectual property of somebody else. We can't just
2: we just unless we, just we unless we them. can get the
3: entire block to do it, and then it's all good. Oh my
2: god. Oh my god! That one person that didn't partake would hate everyone. He's just <laughs> constant honking down the street. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, uh, for me, I don't know. I had a, I actually had a slightly interesting week. I had got a guy arrested at work today. That was fun. Oh, um, you saved, a, saved a, this one. There's a guy that uh, that's been hanging around the church. Um, who is he's? I feel bad for him. He's he's homeless, and I think he's probably got some deficiencies going on you know yeah um and he's he's not all there but like this is the fourth time that we've had to call the cops on him because he just keeps coming and basically tries to set up shop and live in the priest's backyard which, you know, it's like you don't want to be mean to this guy, but you can't be on someone's private property. You that, know, is, like
3: it's, that is a really nice little courtyard area, though. It is. It I is. Don't, so um, I don't
1: blame him. <laughs>
2: well, he kept, he, the we would call the cops to, to, to remove him. And the cops for the longest time, but they were just trying to get him to go and this and that. And he kept saying, he goes, No, I live here. I live here. And it's like, No, you don't, dude. You know, and we had to call on him again today. And they unfortunately, because it was the fourth time, they ended up putting him in cuffs and taking yeah, him away. I felt kind of bad. bad about it. But
3: um, that's too bad. I, I guess I, on, also, I guess on the plus side at least uh, like if, you know like in your when you're in jail if you're gonna look for a silver lining in this whole thing when you're in jail at least you get you know three square meals and a roof well, over here's your head the thing.
2: they had set up a shelter for him to go to like they had a bed waiting for him oh really and and yesterday when the, when we called on him yesterday they uh, they actually got him to leave and they drove him to the other side of the city where the shelter was mm-hmm and dropped him off, and he was back again today. Mm. So he basically just got off, yeah, out of their car, got back onto a bus, and came right back over here. Jeez. So it's like I don't know. Like I said, I, I felt bad about it. But yeah, it's rough. a bummer, it's like, dude. You, you hate you to see do that. that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also finally finished that Rob Zombie Crow 2037 script that I had started a long time ago. Oh yeah. I restarted it the other day because uh, I hadn't finish it. Dude, it's so good. Like it's it definitely could use another pass, you know. Like it's not perfect, but it, and it could use another pass, to tighten yeah. some things up. But dude, it's awesome, and I really, really, really want to see this movie made now. Like, and I think it's a perfect. I put this on Facebook or on Instagram earlier. I think it's a perfect vehicle for uh, Jason Momoa's Crow. You know, he's been wanting to make one for years. Yeah, it's it's like perfect for it. It's like. It's, like, it's almost like it's a weird, like, noir Spawn. I know it's a, kind of a bad example to use because Spawn's not looked on very kindly, even though <laughs> I love it. But, like, it reminds me of that, though. Like, he's got, like, a sidekick called Fats that like, kind of comes around with them, and it's, like, it's... I don't know. It's really good. I liked it a lot.
3: Well, now that you're done with it, can you uh, pass it yeah. my way or what?
2: Absolutely. absolutely. I was talking to... Um, Just put a little spice uh, all
3: on it first before you send it over, you know?
2: um, I'll I'll put some sauce on it for you. A um, little... <laughs> hot Sauce, little spank sauce, you know. Um, I was <laughs> about, talking to chaos manners online and he's looking for it too. So, hey, dude, if you can't find it, let me know, I'll send it to you. Mm. But, um, but yeah, well, of course,
1: of
3: course, my wife had to chime in on that, that particular post too. Yeah, and say, Ooh, Rob Zombie plus Jason Momoa, heart, 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 heart.
2: P.S., Did- you guys aren't funny.
3: <laughs> yeah, P.S., <laughs> P.S., I hate my husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's love, baby.
3: That's uh, love. <laughs> I can't blame her. I am a piece of shit. Speaking but of
2: being pieces of shit, we got some shit wrong last week. Nice. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so uh, a couple things from last week here. Um, most importantly, we're going to start off with the most important uh, follow-up from last week.
3: Oh. Okay? oh. I think I know I what this one is. found out...
2: I found out what the red sauce on the bottom of a beef and cheddar from Arby's is.
3: Oh, this is not the one I thought you were talking about, but (laughs) this is important.
2: And it is not Arby's sauce. They call it Red Ranch, is what they call it. And it's the only sandwich that they put it on. But what is it? I don't know. There was no description. According to the website, though, it's just called Red Ranch. Hold on, I though. don't know. Why, I, I don't know what it is. They don't. They don't give a recipe so on the website.
3: So it's the red. Well, obviously because it's a it's a secret. But so sure. it's the red sauce that's on the bottom of a, a B and C. Is that what you said?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's the only sandwich that they sell, I believe, that it comes on. It's crazy, man. This I
3: is like. I, I don't buy it, dude. I think they're trying to throw you off. It's. It's not it's, Arby's it's
2: sauce. Arby sauce. It's not Arby sauce. Taste it. Like I had one the other day. Like I, I, I've been getting them for years. It's a different sauce, and I've always known that. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs>
3: Red Ranch.
2: That's what they call it. I'm I don't know. so. That's the first I'm, time I've. That is the first time I'm that I've so, seen a name to the word. I'm or a name so. Name to the sauce.
3: I'm so mystified by that. What the hell is Red Ranch? Know.
2: This is one of the. This is one of the world's great questions. Like I feel like we need to start an entirely new podcast that just breaks down secret fast food. Items and sauces.
3: I like where need, your head's at. Have that. I like where your head's at. <laughs> uh speaking of that though, if I may, real quick.
2: <laughs> we can call the it fu- we can call it wait, we can call it fast foods, dudes. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the name.
3: <laughs> hey, we have a we have an old rap song called Fast Dudes. <laughs> we do. It was we about do. fast food. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have an intro already.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Give me that taco, Gordita Supreme. Um, but uh so there was a a news story. The news is running out of things to talk about. There was a news story the other day where it was <laughs> McDonald's. McDonald's for people who came for, for people who are missing their McDonald's uh, egg McMuffin. McDonald's online just released their secret recipe, <laughs> <laughs> and then the chick made it
2: <laughs> with her son There's at nothing home. Secret about it.
3: And she goes, and she's, she was so serious about it. She's like, so what we have here is eggs and sausage and cheese and an English muffin. And she's like, so secret. I'm like, everybody has known this forever. What, do you, what the fuck are you doing? Why is this a news story? Why did you waste time making this into a news story? Listen. The, the, the news ending. is going. The There's news, no news to be had. Okay. The news is <laughs> going nuts right now. The other day, f- the other day, local news was telling us how to properly uh, um, cut our lawn, as if well, as if the pandemic has made us not remember how to cut our lawn properly. Well, the
2: proper way to cut your lawn is first you do it horizontally and then you do it diagonally. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is the proper way. Yeah. Is, is that what they said? No. But that's oh. <laughs> the proper way. No, I, my dad always did it that way, and I'll be damned if when I started cutting my own lawn at my own place, same I'll be damned if I didn't do it the exact same way.
3: Same, dude. It I, looks
2: better. It looks better.
3: Oh, dude, I I started doing it two summers ago, and it's gorgeous.
2: This is I, how you know we're old.
3: I look out my I look out my back window, and I'm I'm pleased. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just I look out my back window, it's and I go the exact opposite of yeah. what happens
2: when you look in a mirror. Right? <laughs> there, I am, I am not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> there are
3: there a are few things in my life that I keep well manicured. My lawn is not technically one of them because it's so pitted and bullshit, but uh, my, my body is definitely not one of them. So I need to look out onto something and feel pleased. And right now well, it's you, my diagonally cut lawn.
2: You have a new lawnmower in the mail coming to you, don't you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I ca- I ca- I canceled my order.
2: You canceled your order.
3: I got, I got so, them. So James, I, no, hold on, James hold, on, hold, on your hold on. So, so the, so everybody, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of, of, of. I, I don't want to use their company name, but like it's, it's a common term. I'm a big proponent of manscaping. I'm not a big fan of body hair. Call me. Wh- it's call me what? Call me what you will. I don't know. I, Unle- some, unless I just don't it's like body your hair. Asshole.
2: It's the only place a, you have hair.
3: Yeah, it's like a it's the
2: O-ring of doom. Like, it's like a Wolverine. It's, it's like a Sarlacc pit.
3: <laughs> I want it to be as uninviting as possible, <laughs> just so my wife doesn't get any crazy ideas. <laughs> but so, so I I could ordered. You, could you
2: say that it has a mustache?
3: <laughs> I must ask you a question. Uh, so. I ordered the, uh, I was, I was, I was like, I- I'm going to treat myself because it's quarantine and I need to keep up on my, you know, on my, uh, my trimmings. And I was like, I'm going to order the old manscape lawnmower, manscape lawnmower three package with the, it comes with a free dop kit and free ball preserver and all that shit. It took like 10 days for it to even like, it confirmed my order and then 10 days went by and I was like, uh. I'm not gonna, and, and then I started reading reviews online, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yeah, this is this is a bullshit product. Don't buy it." So I went to cancel my order, and the guy's like, "Oh, it literally just went out on the truck today." <laughs> I go, "You are a liar." But uh, it looks like it it might actually be on a truck. So what I'm gonna do so is can, I'm gonna, gonna what I'm gonna free. do is I'm gonna get it, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna shave with it and then I'm going to send it back. <laughs> I don't even care if I have to pay the restocking price or whatever it is. They're going to get it they're going to get it back with some pubes in it for sure.
2: F- fuck you Manscaped. have some herbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back to some corrections here. Um, oh, yeah, so, geez, yeah, wow. Red, Red Ranch. Um, let's see here. Uh, there are more than just a couple of places in Chicago that allow you to BYOB. In fact, Chicago uh, Chicago embraces the idea of BYOB, um, and the city has almost six thousand restaurants that allow their customers to bring in their favorite wine or beer with them while they dine open fan- and legally that's
3: fantastic why wouldn't i more- also
2: said i also <clears throat> said that detroit has a couple of places like that i was wrong detroit does not allow that at all uh, i thought there was a couple of places lame, that i had heard baby. of but but no
3: think about because the the rigmarole that you have to go through to get your liquor license yeah. It's a nightmare, dude. There's so much red tape. Like, just imagine if you were, if you were like, yeah, we serve you the food, bring whatever you want to drink.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I would, I'd do that. I'd go to a, an establishment like that all the time. Because, because sure. when you go out to a, when you go out to eat, most of what you're spending is at alcohol. You know what I mean? So if Absolutely. I could, if I could go out and spend 20 bucks on a meal and then bring, bring a case of beer with me. So I have a, you know, Twenty dollar mirror and a twenty dollar meal and a case of beer. I'm good to go. I'd go my, there all the time. My
2: move, my move would I would go to McDonald's. I would get a ninety nine cent cheeseburger and then just open a jar of moonshine and just get fucking <laughs> annihilated in the ball pit at McDonald's. That would be my move.
3: Can't go in the ball pits right now, man. They're closed. Also, I also more I don't space for me. Also, that's <laughs> bullshit because I don't think you'll ever drink moonshine ever again.
2: No, no. After I after I killed a rat uh, with moonshine puke, I'll never uh, it'll never happen again. <laughs> last time that's Mike drank. That's a story for a whole another day. Oh, is it? okay. All right, okay. <laughs> whole another day. Mm. Got to save something. Got to keep them coming back, James. Um, sure. My last correction. It turns out. It turns out uh, that blind people are actually not ninety percent more likely to murder their children. That is something that you said last week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Where are you getting um, your facts from? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back and listen to the episode from last week because I don't even remember talking about that. Oh yeah, yep. what was the At context?
2: Least, uh, I, something about smelling, or I don't, I don't remember what it was. But you definitely said that uh, blind people turns out are ninety percent more likely to murder their children because <laughs> <laughs> you because you were saying that you couldn't murder kids because they're so cute. And I said, "What about oh. blind people?" And there you go. And okay,
3: yeah, I remember from. the context now, and I I still don't buy it. I want to know your sources for your statistics because I don't I don't buy it.
2: <laughs> the um, I got it from the the blind people who have murdered their children institute. That's that's where it came from. It's
3: weird that they have um, a whole institute dedicated to it, yet you say that it it doesn't happen that often. Oh no no! The I institute, smell a conspiracy. I,
2: the the institute is just written on a cardboard piece of cardboard above my door it's it's mine it's my i started it that's <laughs> <laughs> okay all right oh, let's boy. um we need to move on here uh and we need to nah. get into what we're doing this week james well I'm this week very, and i'm very excited about this <laughs> michael
3: is very very excited so <clears throat> last week uh last week we surprised you here on our horror podcast by talking about a movie that had nothing to do with horror uh, and this week, we're doing the same.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. We have never said that we are specifically a horror podcast. We advocate horror, yes, but we are a genre podcast. So if it falls under horror or sci-fi or cult or <clears throat> anything under that umbrella, it's fair game. We've talked about a lot of sci-fi movies on this show before, so this the, fits in just fine.
3: The Buzzkill Kill podcast is a weekly show dedicated to all things booze and blood join hosts mike and jim as they celebrate their love for hooch and horror
2: yeah we celebrate our love for horror doesn't mean it's completely exclusive <laughs> that's
3: did, that's did, that's from our that's from our twitter which i never go on uh, cuz i hate I'm pretty twitter.
2: sure did did jenna jameson only entertain dicks
3: mm. oh, no okay no james <laughs> i see where you're going with this
2: <laughs> so we are we are the equivalent of the of a of porn stars that's it. So,
3: <laughs> that we are. So I apologize for the next couple of minutes because Mike decided to tie these beers up in a bag so tight that nobody could get so, into it.
2: I will give I'm going to give a little a little, uh, a, little uh, a background here. There's two beers in the bag. Well, and then a third one that is wrapped. The third one is a bonus beer. The reason that it's a bonus beer is because it's a beer we've actually already drank on the show, oh. but it was perfect for this episode. Okay. Um so the first two cans that are similar Oh, so and
3: you me. and you wrapped it in two bags, so I have to. <laughs> wow, um, I didn't want you looking through it. So we're we're talking about um, the uh, the movie Jupiter Ascending tonight. Oh, oh, this the, is a the, this the
2: Jupiter Ascending. This
3: is a bad brew episode. And if you're new to the show, if you don't know what a bad brew episode is, uh, we take a movie that's critically panned. Uh, and and we examine it to find out whether it's really a pile of shit or not.
2: Yeah, th- does it deserve the social backlash that it's gotten?
3: What the <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> dude? This is this is the best can I've ever seen.
2: Did you see the name yet? <laughs>
3: yes, this is called. It's it's perfect. <laughs> This is called animal magnetism <laughs> with uh it, it's a it's a D-I-P, what's a DIPA?
2: Uh Drippa. It's a Drippa.
3: It's a DIPA with Galaxy and Mosaic hops from Finback. Uh
1: oh, it's so a, oh, it's a, a, co- it's, a
3: co- it's a it's a collaboration it's a collab, brew between yeah. Collective Arts uh Art Brewing and Finback. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Wow um, see I don't like I don't like these things when you tell me that I, I'm not supposed to look up any information about the beer beforehand because then I don't have my readouts and then mm. you look them up and try and do it and then you're not as good at them That's true. as I, I am actually... because uh, you <laughs> sorry, don't have, James. you don't have the voice of a God
2: I'm sorry <laughs> um, no I'm actually looking oh, that for was right actually now, pretty and good. I, I don't actually see a whole lot for this beer on here. Um, I'll tell you what, while you're looking that up though, I'm going to describe this can. Uh, it's a, (laughs) it's a bright pink can, which automatically makes it awesome. Uh, and then the art that's on the, on the front of it is they look like they could be a whole bunch of different colored Simpsons characters and pretty much they're all either 69ing each other or, or doing a little analangus or doing a little something like it's, it's just an orgy of. Simpsons it's a huge
3: people. orgy, <laughs> it's really remarkable. Um, and there's a random S right in the middle. You see that? Um, no, look right here. I do not right. Can you right see where? where? Can you see where I'm pointing? I can't random right, right can't below Homer Simpson's uh left. Oh, yeah, hamstring. I do see that. What's that Weird. random S? Well, what is that? It could be
2: uh, could be an artist, uh, could be an <clears throat> artist, um. Uh, signature here's what i find weird if you look at the bottom right hand part of that uh of that art yes there is a uh a a brown hand that doesn't belong to a body it's a a little bit strange
3: a brown hand that belongs to no body yeah he's it's
2: it's weird like where did that come from
3: are there any uh, oh i guess if you keep looking around though there's more there's more of that Oh, no, hold on! I, fu- I found hands. another. I found another random letter, right what? here. Where? There's an. There's an N right here.
2: Oh, and there's a plus sign directly below that.
3: Oh, is that? Hold on. Is that? Uh, collective is that arts, arts and collective,
2: fi- no Collective. No, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Weird. It's
3: probably. It must be the artist, huh?
2: It's gotta be. I would imagine it's gotta be.
3: <laughs> this is the most bizarre can I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so it's cool like a though. Bunch
2: of, it's like a bunch of people noodles in an orgy. <laughs> That's, it, it, <laughs> that's really is, it
3: it really is it really is though, yeah it is. That's awesome.
2: Um, let's see here. Uh, I can't really uh, find.
3: find... No, not really. Uh, it's oh, it's, it's mostly available.
2: it's available at Fishbones in Saint Clair Shores. That's cool.
3: Oh, that's that's very cool. Love Fishbones. Uh, hold I've on.
2: Collective Arts Brewing.
3: Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Can I open the wrapped beer as well?
2: You can. <laughs> okay.
3: Do you have so, one of on, these? Before ra- you
2: do, before you before you do, let's tell people because this will this will make sense. Um, there is a uh, there is a subplot in this movie about uh, Mina Kunis just Mil- trying Mila to have Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, sorry. Uh, I always put an L on her last name. I don't know why. Uh, Mila Kunis, who is absolutely just trying to have sex with the dog man. Yeah, I don't. That it's just it's a it's a it's a subplot of the movie. <laughs> so I figured that this just needed to be. here.
3: <laughs> oh baby, <laughs> from Brewery Vivant, it's big red cock.
2: <laughs> Gotta have that red rocket. Gotta man. have that red
3: rocket. <laughs> All right, so there is a write-up on this one. Uh, So Big Red Cock from Brewery Vivant, which is Mike's favorite brewery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, This is a hoppy farmhouse red ale. Uh, The Big Red Rooster from our logo is an homage to the Wallonia region of southern Belgium, where we draw our inspiration for rustic farmhouse ales. This beer pours a deep red hue for the caramel malts used in the mash, it lends beer the backbone it needs to stand up to the excessive hop charges the brewers throw into the kettle. Citra hops blend with caramel malts to produce hints of mango and tropical fruit, while our far- farmhouse yeast adds a citrus character to the beer. Drink fresh. Glassware. I like that they do the the old glassware pair- pairings here. Yeah. Uh, or glassware and pairings. A large tulip or snifter properly captures the hop aromas, which are a big part of enjoying this beer. Pair this one with Osau irati sheep's milk, or aged Gouda. Spicy food like Creole or, uh, is delicious, too. I mean, spicy food like Creole is delicious with anything, so, you know. Uh, cool. Well, let's crack yeah. the uh, animal magnetism first.
1: Yeah,
2: I've been um, I've been looking online for something on this. There's, like, no description that I can find. So what we can tell you, though, is that animal magnetism uh, is a DIPA or a D-I-P-A. I'm not sure if it's an actual word or if it's a style of IPA. Ooh. Um, but this is made with galaxy and mosaic hops. And I smells. know that because it says it right on the can. It smells good. Other than that, though, I'm hoping that it just tastes like an, an orgy of noodles in my mouth. That's really all I can hope for.
3: Mm. Yes, sir.
2: Oh, well, it's got a nice, lace, nice, uh, light-bodied uh, body.
3: And I, oh, are you pouring blonde, it?
2: Blonde action. I am.
3: Damn it! You need to tell me when you're gonna bring yourself an extra glass.
2: I'm sorry.
3: To pour into. It smells delicious. It does smell really good.
2: Ooh, it smells really good. All right, here. Cheers, All right. bud. Cheers, man. Dink. Hmm. Well, that's good. That's tasty. That's. It's um.
3: It's very it's light.
2: Really It's very light and it's very, it's got like a bright flavor to it. Like it's not like a heavy flavor. It's very, it's very light and bright. Um, A little bit of a twang on the back end. Very,
3: very citrusy. Citrusy. Yep.
2: Yep. That's good. I'm getting more,
3: uh, uh, I'm getting grapefruit. Grapefruit more than anything.
2: This is an 8.1 beer. So Mm. uh, we might be slurring by the end of the night. (laughs) You
3: were concerned about not having enough beer left for the show. I know, right? Uh, And we're doing three 16 ounce beers.
2: And I'm already two beers down, so. <laughs> yeah, how much four. have
3: I, have had three additional beers since I got down here, so.
2: Yeah, we, uh, I've had two, we are, we're in for tonight. All <laughs> we'll right, okay, see. Um, see we've goes. spent 40 minutes up to this point, we got to get 40 into minutes. some new, 40 minutes, uh, so yeah, James?
3: Let's, let's blow through this news, let's do it. So that's what we're drinking, that's what we're talking about, let's get into the bleed feed.
2: All right, um, we've got to start, unfortunately, once again, like we always do with a couple of deaths here. Uh, these two suck because they're both very young, which is unfortunate, uh, at least young young to die, and they're not kids or anything. But yeah. um, First up, you have, uh, rest in peace to Erfan uh, Khan. Uh, he was 53 years old. Uh, he passed away this week. Uh, he was recently diagnosed, uh, diagnosed with a rare, uh, I'm going to see if I can say this word right, a rare, rare uh, neuroendocrine tumor. Neuroendocrine?
3: Neuroendocrine.
2: Endocrine. Okay, I was close. Uh, tumor, uh, he was admitted to the ICU in Mumbai uh, due to a colon infection. So I don't know exactly if it was the thing that he was diagnosed with that took his life. Maybe the infection triggered something. I, I have no idea. They didn't give that more uh, that much information, but... Uh, you would know Irfan Khan uh, if you've seen the original Jurassic World. He was the guy that owned Jurassic World and reopened it in oh, the, okay. uh, in the first, uh, first of the new movies. He was also in Slumdog Millionaire, uh, Life of Pi, The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, and uh, my favorite series of all time. Uh, he was in Inferno, which is the third Da Vinci Code uh, movie, but uh, he was an Indian actor, uh, and he was like a, 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 an acting icon in india like he mm-hmm. was one of the most popular uh actors in the entire country yeah uh so for him to pass away so so young uh sucks um uh, how old and, was uh, he What
3: did you? Fif- 53 years old 53 oh that's awful yeah
2: if you look up a picture i don't know if you know him by name but if you look up a picture of him you'll know exactly who he is yeah
3: i'm looking at him right uh, now and as soon as yeah. i saw his face i knew who he was
2: yep yeah, he's pretty he's pretty recognizable he's been in a lot of stuff um, so rest in peace, uh, Irfan Khan. Uh, next up is uh, rest in peace to uh, Dmitry Uh, uh Dmitry Dyachenko passed away at 52 years old this week. Um, he is a Russian actor, I believe. I did not actually look up where he was from, but I'm pretty sure he's Russian, or at least from that area. Um, but uh, cause of death has yet to be determined. He was found unresponsive in his Daytona Beach home uh, on April 22nd. Um, uh, fans of our genre would know him probably best as Yuri, the tour guide in 2012's uh, Chernobyl Diaries. Which, mm. if you've not seen Chernobyl Diaries, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is a found footage movie, but it's one of the better ones in my opinion. Yeah. Not only is it filmed really good, uh, the it makes sense as to it why there's cameras really well. rolling, which which you know is always good for that. Yeah. Uh, but it's also about Chernobyl, and it's a really cool setting. So even if the rest of the movie wasn't good it's it's set in a really cool place so i um, i recommend it i liked it and
3: and you were you were pretty close he actually was born in the um he was oh let me see here he was born in the it's not too well known to many people but the far off
2: land of Alameda
3: County California
2: <laughs> oh really well He's obviously going by his name. He's very obviously like Russian. I know that he speaks fluent Russian. Which yeah. the only people typically speaking that speak fluent Russian are Russians, <laughs> uh, unless you're ironically unless you're uh, Mila Kunis because she speaks fluent Russian as well.
3: She's um, uh well. She she spent she the first Russian, few though, years u- are u- Ukrainian. She like spent yep. the first few years of her life in Ukraine.
2: That. That explains why she's so gorgeous, actually, because let's be honest, Ukraine chicks, mm. something in the soup over there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <but> something,
3: <laughs> something in the borscht. <laughs> <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> I, don't, she is, I don't even know She is fine, is though, okay?
1: Fine. Um,
2: anyway, though, uh, he, would, he was also in, uh, in addition to Chernobyl Diaries, um, Diachenko was also in <clears throat> G.I. Jane. Uh, he was in uh, the best Indiana Jones movie. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> uh, uh, he was also in TV shows like Alias and Burn Notice, which Burn Notice is actually, in fact, one of the best TV shows ever. Yeah, um, Burn Notice. and he also Whoa. was really big in the video game world. He voiced a slew of video game characters. Oh, cool! So, uh, so he's he had a really good career. Um, like, no idea what happened to him. Like I said, he was just kind of found unresponsive. So that has yeah. yet to come out. But yeah, fifty-two years heavy. old. That sucks. Um, so rest in peace, Dmitri Dyachenko. And please be proud of me that I got that name right. Well, because I did. Well, I did. <laughs> um, okay. I uh, I had a couple of weeks ago. I had a section that I named because COVID, and you hated me for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week on the show, I thought I would change it up in honor of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, this new this new segment, um, continuing segment, is called. Because COVID, um, <laughs> and these are the these are the movies that uh, have gotten shifted around like crazy because of the uh, virus. And we're gonna start with John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four has moved from May twenty first, twenty twenty one, to May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Got pushed Yikes. back a full Whole year. full year, wow. So, uh, and we're only in twenty twenty. So we got almost. Oh, that's that's. Over a year, over two years from now. Yeah. So if you're a big John Wick fan, you're gonna have to hold up for that. My guess, my guess is that they haven't started filming it yet. Um
3: it's a, but pretty, they, it's a pretty good guess.
2: Well, no, but they're also in the middle of filming Matrix Four, which got held up because of the coronavirus. Uh-huh. So my guess is that the shooting schedules got all <clears throat> jacked around because of that, because they're probably not done shooting Matrix Four yet. Yeah. Um that's just a guess, but Let's see here. Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, we knew that was getting moved, but we didn't have a date. Right. We were all hoping that it would just get moved to October of this year, because that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can I can, I can happily report that the studios are fucking idiots, and they didn't do that. Um, because Spiral from the Book of Saw has being, is being moved from its initial May 21st, 2020... I'm sorry. Initial release of May 15th, 2020... To May 21st, 2021. Hmm. So we got a whole other year now to wait for the new Saw movie to come yeah. out. Yeah, bum. Which blows.
3: Bum. Just key. release
2: it at Halloween. It makes sense to do it at Halloween. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And, if, and, if, and if shit's not open by then, just, then just delay it again.
3: Why were they releasing it in May to begin with?
2: All right. I'm sure it's got something to do with how much money they're going to make on that weekend. Guaranteed.
3: <laughs> but it's a Saw movie. Saw movies come out around Halloween.
2: James, what do you want from me? Stop, what you trying, me?
3: stop trying to rewrite the script, man.
2: All right. Uh, and the last one uh, in this section here is Antebellum, uh, which looked awesome. Uh, we talked about it, I believe, in our um, mm. Shape of Drunk to Come episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to be released back in April of this year. Uh, it's found a new home uh, on August 21st, 2020. So actually, that one will be out this year still, which is good news. They're taking a, uh, taking a gamble that everything's going to be up and running by then. And that is its new release date. Um, okay, moving on here. James, do you like escape rooms?
3: I love escape rooms.
2: Do you like The Evil Dead? I love The Evil Dead. Uh, do you Do you not live in Seattle? I don't live in Seattle. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> because coming in May 2020, uh, Evil Dead 2 Escape Room Live is going to launch and give anyone anywhere the chance to experience the escape room uh, that is in Seattle from the comfort of your own home through a surrogate avatar. What? Super interesting. So what they're doing, because people can't come there, they are going to, from from the sounds of it, they're going to have, you're going to be in this room for 70 minutes and you're going to basically take control of somebody wearing a camera. And they're going to walk around the escape room at your direction to figure stuff out. And you can like, be are you, like
3: uh, "Are You can talk directly to them?
2: That's what I'm guessing. It hasn't started yet, so there's no reviews on people that have actually done it. But that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, here's how their uh, their official description goes down. Um The game is online using a streaming Zoom meeting technology. Uh, You can control the game facilitator uh, as your avatar in the game. It's like a first-person video game but with live people and it's designed for three to six players at a time. The best part is that you and your team can be in six different homes anywhere in the world if they have a good Wi-Fi connection. Uh, Once you book your game, uh, you'll receive an email link with character packs and you can pick who you want to be and all that stuff. Um, You get a strange email. The game is this. You get a strange email from your paranormal investigation group. Uh... That is the Gnostic research of the occult, omens, vampires, and yetis, a.k.a. Groovy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It seems that your leader decided to break into the old Nobi cabin and can't escape. You and your team must guide him via his ghost gear technology through this misadventure so that he can escape and find a way to return the evil dead to their realm and escape before the cabin is sucked into a time-space vortex. So now that I'm reading that, actually, it almost sounds like there's one person in the maze, and you're working as a group to get him out. Yeah, which is kind of cool in and of itself as well. Dude, I hadn't um, even,
3: I only, I hadn't even thought about. I mean, like, I, I <clears throat> this whole uh, this whole outbreak of the coronavirus has been crazy, and it's ruined so much. I hadn't even thought about some of the things that could come out of it that are positive, like something like yeah. this. This could really. This could revolutionize some companies, like escape rooms. Like, sure, it would probably, probably uh, nobody had ever thought about this before. You know I mean, what I mean? Nothing
2: will, beat, nothing will beat the idea of going to escape. Oh room no, room of being course locked not. In somewhere yourself. But, but when's this idea? But it, when's the really next really, time? Cool.
3: When's the next time you and I are going to go to Seattle to experience the Evil Dead escape oh, sure. room?
2: Like, I think it'd be cool if they possibly had, like, never,
3: line. but maybe like maybe. Like, thinking optimistically, maybe in the next 10 years, you know? Like,
2: if this was a place, though, if this was a place that was going to be open for... Because a lot of these places are pop-ups, you know? They are, they're only there for a certain amount of time, and then they close down and sure, sure, whatever. If, if they're only going to be open for, like, six months to a year, right? You can spend the first 75% of that time doing in-house people, and then you could do the last quarter of that time is online stuff for the people that can't get there to do it. And they can still somewhat experience it. Well, you wouldn't even have that's, to do that's it. Awesome.
3: You, you wouldn't even have to do it. Like you could just, you could just, um, uh, um, you could just schedule it in a way where even like on a day to day basis, like from the hours of this to this, you have people who are actually coming out to experience it. And then from the hours of this to this, you have these surrogates who come in and, and, allow for people to have the virtual experience and or if, if and if they could in advance and if they could go. somehow if they could somehow fix it up to like because if you're if it was on zoom like this like i'm just looking at my computer screen that's one thing but if you could actually hook it up to where you're giving the person a, a vr experience yeah how dope would that be
2: that's awesome yeah like that's, that's exactly what it would be
3: like i i think that there's i think there's going to be some pretty cool ideas that come out of this whole thing that's that are going to revolutionize entertainment you know what i mean
2: i also feel like vr is a technology that is underutilized right now because Absolutely. it's not readily available to the public but once the prices on that stuff come down and it's in more homes i think you're going to see a lot more of the stuff um one thing that i didn't put on my news that i was reading earlier is that uh, funimation which is like an, an anime company uh funimation's done a ton of stuff uh, over the years and cartoons and animation and all that stuff um they did the Dragon Ball Z cartoon, at least the Americanized version of it. I don't know if they're a Japanese company or not, but yeah. um, they're doing a the thing through a lot of the VR, uh, VR companies is where they're doing virtual anime in theaters, where you put on your headset and you can watch full anime movies in a theater setting with people as part of like a party. Yeah. And like, so when you're watching the movie, you feel like you're in a theater. Yeah, and it's really, really cool. Like stuff like that. I feel like there's, there's definitely a future there that we haven't broken through yet because the technology is not readily available. Right. But I think it will be at some point. Yeah, like you, you, like at some point, you're gonna be able to get VR with a new TV, or you're gonna be able to get VR with computers, or you know, it'll be way more readily available when the cost I think comes down. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to open the fucking floodgates, dude, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on here. Speaking of virtual things, um, the Ch- Chattanooga Film Festival uh, was supposed to be held this past April. The reason that I bring this up is because this is where the world premiere of the remake of Castle Freak was going to be. Okay. That just got made by Tate uh, Tate Stein, Steinsky. I can't remember his last name. He was a participant on that face-off show that I loved. Oh, okay. it was a reality show where they had the makeup. It was like the makeup effects artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on Sci-Fi. It was amazing. He's going on to do a lot of stuff. He's worked on some of the. Um, I want to say he did the Puppet Master, one of the later Puppet Master movies, the new one, The Littlest Reich. He did the uh, uh, the, the effects on that. Uh, he's done a whole bunch of stuff, but he directed the remake of Castle Freak, which was supposed to be held at the Chattanooga Film Festival. They had to get shut down for obvious reasons. But what they're doing is they're offering now, for anybody who's interested, they're offering a virtual experience with all of the panels, with the movie premieres, with all the stuff that you would see if you were to go. Mm-hmm. You can now buy an online ticket and be a part of it virtually. Oh, cool. Which I think is really, really cool. Yeah, um, that's right. There's no lineup of what films are going to be available. I don't know if the full lineup is still going to be there. Um, I would imagine that it would be. Uh, but all of the money goes directly to the artists. The whole point of this is to, to get the artists paid, because right now, especially, mm. they're shit out of luck with everything going on. Uh-huh. Um, and that's really cool. Uh, it's a $10 pass for a one-day pass, uh, $30 for the four-day access, and then there's a VIP access for 100 which gets you tons of stuff. Um, ironically enough, last week or the week before, I mentioned that I had some new art prints, those 3D art prints from Travis Knight. Yeah. He is the art director for the Chattanooga Film Festival. Oh, really? That's uh, cool. Which I thought was, I didn't mention it the other week, but then when this news came up, I go, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's right. I can, yeah, it's I can zip things up. Um, anyway, though, if you're, if you're, we're planning on going to that or if that sounds like something that you'd be into to uh, basically attend a film festival from your own home, you know, for a $10 one-day access, I might even do it, to be honest with you. That sounds cool. This is, red, an, so. this is
3: another one of those things, dude. Like this could uh, imagine like you could you could attend the can the Can Film Festival from your home via VR, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
2: You're never gonna get the full experience. No, well not but, obviously. But it's definitely something though. Like you can pay the money to somehow no, here's you're, the problem.
3: You're obviously pro- never gonna get the full experience, but how many how many people like I think it's safe to say you you and I will never attend the Cam Film Festival, no. But if I could pay a small fee to get the virtual experience, sure, I might actually a, do that.
2: The the, the Q and As and the panels, and yeah, all that stuff, yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I, yeah, absolutely. I would do that, dude. Totally. The only thing that makes me nervous is if they're going to show the movies. That just opens the door for piracy. <clears throat> Which could cripple independent films. Yeah, that's, that's the only true. problem with that. So yeah. I feel like there's gonna be something there that that's gonna have to get worked out to mm-hmm. where. Yeah, that's I
3: don't that's, know, that's I don't a, know how that, you do that. That's a that's a really good point. Uh, I don't Tate, know how you
2: battle that, but
3: Tate Steinsiak? is it?
2: Steinsiak, Yeah, Steinsiac
3: Steinsiac? Something like yep. or something. Yeah, it's even even actually reading it, it's it's kind of a hard it's, name.
2: <laughs> it's like it's like Guatemalan or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> or Russian maybe. Maybe Antarctican, I don't know. Guatemalan
3: um, or <laughs> Russian.
2: <laughs> or Antarctican. come on. Um, let's see here, uh, next up, um, and we gotta hurry up here because we are running out of time. Uh, hey, there's a Goosebumps live action TV show coming back.
3: Goosebumps?
2: Dude, how much did you love the Goosebumps show when we were kids?
3: Absolutely loved it.
2: Uh, you want it to feel real old? Okay.
3: Okay.
2: The original Goosebumps live-action TV show that we loved growing up debuted 25 years ago. Oh God! <laughs> yep, um, it was great though. It was it was an awesome series, and they, uh it seems like they are rebooting it. I know that R.L. Stein is still writing stories, so my guess is that they're still going to be R.L. Stein penned stories. And Do Goosebumps you- is a perfect gateway into horror for for littler littler <clears throat> eyes. Um, do kids their, if,
3: do kids still read Arl Stein books these days?
2: I have no idea. I hope so. I have no idea how popular he is these days.
3: Hmm. I hope so. Um,
2: it, uh, the press release though does say um, it's being produced by Scholastic and Sony Pictures, Sony who did the uh, the two Goosebumps movies. They said that it's going to be a high end television series that speaks to both adults and kids alike, which. That's actually kind of cool. You know, it's not going to be so dumbed down that adults can't enjoy it, but it's probably not going to be as scary to where kids can't. So I'm cool with that. I like, uh, happy medium horror. Um, hey James. (laughs) Yes. First off, what are you laughing at?
3: (laughs) The, the term happy, happy medium horror.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) like that. I like it. It's true. Um, what's on happy medium Blu-ray?
3: All right, well, let me uh, get your stupid... Oh, damn it. I just made your face bigger. Let me get your stupid face out of the way. And and first off here, uh, Friday the 13th, the 40th anniversary limited edition Blu-ray and digital release from Paramount, which, in case you forgot, is being immortalized in stunning uh, steelbook yes, packaging.
2: Give it, give it to me, baby. Mhm. Yes.
3: <laughs> was originally slated for a May 5th, 2020 release. According to Friday the 13th, franchise.com. the release has been bumped to June 6th of 2020. So, you know, got to wait a couple more months there. Sure. Um, we announced earlier this year that Scream Factory will be, bring, will be bringing the 2009 slasher film The Hills Run Red, which we both really loved, to Blu-ray for the first time full details have just been released and there's a ton of new content uh this, there's
2: this is the most collector's edition blu-ray that has not been a collector's edition that they've ever released
1: yeah um okay. it's
2: not like they're not they're not even, they're not giving it new cover art they're not claiming it to be one of their like you know top tier collector's editions mm-hmm. yeah it has more new special features <coughs> than most movies they put out yeah it's bizarre to me i don't get it
3: yeah, uh the new features will be two new audio commentaries including one with Joe Lynch and Adam Green which is that's uh that's worth the price of admission right there.
2: Hell yeah. Um, well they're they're good friends with Dave Parker the director yeah. so that makes perfect sense.
3: Uh, 11 new interviews with director, producers, composer and actors, a tour of the set with director David Parker uh production scrapbook and original animatic for the proof of concept trailer. So, a lot of cool new stuff for that release.
2: Seeing how there's so many new interviews, I'm I'm really hoping that they're not just like individual 5-minute interviews with people and I hope that it's actually put together in like a documentary type form because those always play better to me, you know. Um, um a lot of those <clears> short those like short form interviews they do and they're broken up into tons of different special features. It just doesn't play as well to me, you know?
3: Yeah, I I agree. It does maybe kind of seem like it's that though, like because the the list and and I could be wrong, but the list was broken out like it it said that like a new interview from On Set with actress Sophie Monk and blah blah blah. So Sure, sure. But I guess it could all be kind of cut together like a yeah. like a mini doctor I just
2: wonder if maybe they released it that way in order to make it seem like they have all this new this stuff. Is, yeah, but like really tons it's going to be of this. Them. Which, right. you know, I'd prefer the latter. So.
3: But then when they call it a feature at Shut up, James. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, rabid, the 2019 remake of the classic David Cronenberg by the Sasuka Sisters. Uh, Cronenberg film by Soska Sisters will be hitting Canadian VOD platforms and DVD on April twenty eighth so keep an eye out for that you crazy Canadians
2: well, and a that's a feature of rabbit oh you guys are you guys did rabbit already the original we thing. did
3: rabbit when you were out with here. your uh nose surgery I think wait was
1: it yep. during so your we, nose
3: surgery yes it no was. no it wasn't
2: well I didn't do it so I definitely I think it definitely was
3: how did you not? Yes,
2: because it was it was Rabid and the one with Antonio Banderas. Uh, oh, yeah,
3: or it was, yeah. it was, it was Rabid and yeah. uh, The Skin I Live In. That's right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah,
2: that was definitely when I was not here. Right so, on. Um, okay, so, uh, my, the last bit of news here is super exciting news. Uh, Hellraiser has been in the news lately because uh-huh. it's getting a new movie, right? Uh, the new movie that's uh, being directed by David Bruckner. Um, well, it turns out that HBO... Is also moving forward with a completely separate TV adaptation of Hellraiser. So
1: we're really? getting a
2: lot of Hellraiser coming up here after periods of not getting much at all. Right. Um, here's the kicker though it's being written by Mike Doherty, who really? did Trick or Treat and yeah. Godzilla King of Monsters, and like, you know, he's amazing. It is being produced by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Huh. Who just resurrected Halloween? Halloween, yeah. okay, wow, yeah. And uh, the 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 pilot episode plus a bunch of trailer, a bunch of episodes after that are being directed by David Gordon Green himself. So this all bodes extremely well. Um, yeah, I put nothing but th- but faith in their hands with these these franchises because they clearly love them and they want to do them justice, which mm. is apparent by the last Halloween movie. Um, yeah. So I am beyond excited. Uh, Deadline details that the idea is to create an elevated continuation and expansion of the well-established Hellraiser mythology. Uh, it is by no means a remake, but rather assumes that the past mythology to be a given. So it exists in the same world. is the idea. Um, so the they kind of are
3: they kind of you think they're taking the route that we have sort of said, which is move on. Oh, yeah. The okay, centerpiece.
2: The centerpiece remains Pinhead. The mm. pin cushion headed, merciless leader of the Cenobites and the formerly human turned demons that live in an extra dimensional realm and are activated through a puzzle box called the Lamont configuration. Lament. Uh, this lament. I've always had Lamont. Why
3: can Shut you up. never get that right? I don't, the know. Lamont I, don't know the I don't know the
2: difference between an A and an E, apparently. Um, the Cenobites come from hell to harvest human souls and keep balance between good and evil. Um, here's the thing even though it is centered around Pinhead. That doesn't mean that every story has to be around Pinhead, you know? He could be like an overarching character that shows up every now and then. But
3: that's kind of how how Pinhead is in the original series.
2: Sure, sure. My point is is that not every episode needs to be a Pinhead-focused story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited that they can branch off in the different directions. And um, you know what? I'm into it. And the being that it takes place in the already established mythology of Hellraiser yeah. means that they absolutely have to give us now a follow-up on the ending to Hellraiser Judgment, which I'm very excited about uh, by how that the w- movie ended.
3: By the way, I remember how it ended now. Yes. Yeah. So, and because we,
2: cause we don't want to give that ending away, but yeah. it ends in a really, really fun, not, not, not fun, but an interesting place. Interesting. And yeah. so if they're you, going to continue that mythology where all those movies exist, they have to address it. Yeah. So, hey, I'm into it. I love cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Unless yeah. they just wreck unless they just fucking retcon that one, which would be absolute dog shit. God, <laughs> you can re you can retcon the middle ones, that's fine. Like Hellraiser or, Hellse- or not Hellseeker. What's it called? Hellbound? No.
3: Not Hellbound. Hell- hellbound was too
2: Hellworld. Hellworld. That's the one that I hate. You can retcon that one. That's was the
3: Hellworld one. The, one the one with the video games? Yes. It's fucking awful. <laughs> that one sucks so much.
1: Um, yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah. um, uh, that's uh that's all I got from the news, baby. That's that's the
3: news, baby. That's the all right. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna take a a quick break, <laughs> and then we're gonna come back, and and
2: I'm gonna really, put on my furry dog suit.
3: Really dive in to
2: make, to make James all rendy over
3: there. <laughs> really dive into just what is uh, uh what do you even say about this movie? I guess we'll I guess we'll say it when we come back. We're gonna discuss Jupiter Ascending when we come back.
0: Throughout this, we'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
2: Hey, uh, um, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to start this. Uh, Jupiter Jupiter Ascending from well, that, 2016. Well, that was, that
3: was a doozy way to start it. Okay. It was, right? Okay. Um
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, if you don't know what Jupiter Ascending is, this is a movie that came out in 2016. It was directed by the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis, who have a pedigree, quite frankly, in... Yeah. Action movies and sci-fi movies, like the Matrix trilogy. You have uh, Cloud Atlas, which Cloud Atlas wasn't as as well loved, but it was critically acclaimed. I've never seen Cloud
3: Atlas. I've I've never seen Cloud Atlas. It looks visually, it looks absolutely stunning. I've never seen
2: it. And Tom Hanks, what more do you want? (laughs) What more do you want? (laughs) Um, But it's really good, though. Uh, They've done. They did a show. I want on Hulu was it Hulu that did it it was called uh, Sense8 and it's really good it's super highly recommend it I was just reading about that the other day and 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 I actually had no
3: idea that the Wachowsis were connected to it um
2: yep they they did the whole thing yeah cool and it's, and it's amazing um, so Jupiter Ascending, like I said, from 2016. Uh, this is about a young woman uh, discovers her <coughs> destiny as an heiress of an intergalactic nobility and must fight to protect the inhabitants of Earth from an ancient and destructive industry. This could also be... The uh, the other synopsis is a woman falls in love with a dog man and wants to have <laughs> nasty dog sex with him. That's... Uh, who who Who... 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 <laughs> Who also skates around the universe on space skates? You're, gi- you're,
3: you're giving too much away, dude. You're giving too much away it's right now.
2: That's impossible.
3: Space skates. This fucking dude, this movie. I want the, space skates. The gates. the IMDb for this movie. Take away the entire synopsis that Mike just said. All it needs to say is space skates.
2: Space skates. It's Dude, all you
3: It's so good. It's, it's so good. God. It's like. Um, it's pretty much all reminds, you need to know about this entire movie is space skates. He, he reminds
2: me of Frozone from The Incredibles, where he can just like skate on ice through the air, you know? Yeah, sure. And yeah, that, that's pretty much what he was. Yeah, totally. Only the badass for, Mog version. Yeah, except for. <laughs> I'm except, a Mog. Half man, half dog. <laughs> I'm a Mog. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. Hila Kunis was just fucking John Candy. <laughs> That's what? what this movie was No, John was
3: about. Kennedy. John, would you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this.
2: Oh, we're we're losing it quick. Yeah, we're podcast. we're
3: lo- okay. Let's let's br- let's let's bring it back to center here. Let's bring it back to center. Um, Jupiter ascending. Yes. <clears throat> All right, I watched it. You, you've been you've been wanting me to watch this for a long time.
2: <laughs> that's, that's your review. I watched it. I
3: watched it. You have been wanting <laughs> yeah. me to watch this movie because you 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 said some pretty bold things about this online. Oh oh, you oh, put I, it out I, on the internet. Bold things. You put oh, it out on the internet and you said, "I believe that this movie is going to be a uh, cult classic." Yes, in 100%. twenty years.
2: One, well I mean I think it's already actually starting to gain it to be honest with you and so and um, so
3: you so you yeah. so you told you've been telling me to watch it I finally watched it here I'm not gonna sit here and say that this was a bad movie
1: that's, um, so that's I the am thing about
3: it. I am gonna sit here and say that this was a terrible movie
2: <laughs> That's fair that's what a I will say cult, a lot of cult classics are terrible movies in all fairness. <laughs> this movie is so bad. I love it it's fucking terrible, it. dude. This movie, okay, so here's the thing. The, the reason that we do these bad brews is because they get, these movies get just lambasted by critics, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of times fans <clears> themselves. And the public
3: alike, yeah. They're,
2: and the Yeah, and, and it's like they're, they're held to this like super low standard <clears> that they're just shit movies. And so, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, we try on these episodes, we try to figure out whether or not they actually deserve that. I will sit here and I will say, I do not think this movie deserves it. I don't deserves the hate. No, I don't. I think that this movie is batshit crazy. Don't get me wrong. This movie is 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 a a rancid nut. Like it's it's crazy, but (laughs) I there there's something about it that I kind of love. Um, It's not so irredeemable. That it's that that like I said, I think that in twenty years, this is going to be like the, the forgotten about sci-fi movie that somebody randomly finds, you know, a a a 4K Blu-ray of at the resale shop because we're going to be onto some, you know, thirteen you know uh, year or thirteen advances in technology later versions of watching movie, and someone's going to find this old Blu-ray in the retro section. <laughs> and they're going to be like what is this movie this is amazing <laughs> like they're just going to watch it and be blown away by it like that's that's how I look at this movie and i think that 100% this movie is going to have cult classic status cuz it has it written all over. It. Here's here's
3: what i'll say. I will say this. Entertainment value of this movie is through the roof. Mhm. And I that's was the most important part which is yeah obviously which is the most important part. I was thoroughly entertained by this movie. The the whole point of Bad Brew is to figure out whether or not it's a bad movie though. I was entertained by this movie, but it is not a good movie.
2: I think that the entertainment part though is half the battle. So I mean, if you're if you're saying like fifty <laughs> percent of it though, like
3: worked, well, I'm also taking into consideration the the like you said earlier, the Wachowskis have a pedigree,
1: uh-huh.
3: so I kind of have to I kind of have to put this movie up against their previous films.
2: Sure, sure,
3: and understandable. And when you line it up with the Matrix series and uh, um. <clears throat> Which and, stop and, right and there.
2: Let's what? break this down for one second. The mate you, you talk you talk about the Matrix series. Let's let's get one thing out of the way here. The Matrix was amazing. The following two movies that they filmed at the exact same time, <clears throat> though, are even those two movies are nowhere near as good as the first movie. They Not... drop in quality like crazy. No, yeah, they're, that's no, that's absolutely they're, true. The, they're the... nowhere near the first Matrix.
3: Yeah, no, no, not at all. But then, like, like V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta is one of my favorite revenge movies of all time. Okay. Uh, like, if you put so if you put this movie up, so you know, you said the 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 Wachowskis have a, a have a a pedigree. You put yep. this movie up against the Matrix, maybe not the whole series, but the but the. Maybe not the whole series, but just the idea of the Matrix itself mm-hmm. is is.
2: Why are you putting this up against V for Vendetta though? Why why was that movie the one that you that you grabbed and 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 went to?
3: Because it's an amazing movie. I'm they and they were tied to it. Like they they wrote it. Well, they, they, wrote wrote it. Would... they
2: wrote it. They wrote it. They did not direct it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It. So you can interpret writing any way, though. You could say that V for V for Vendetta, though, which was directed by uh, James uh, McTeague, I yeah. think, if I'm getting my my names right. Um, that movie directed by the Wachowskis. Here's the thing about the Wachowskis. Here's this is what I will say about them, and I think that this is a fair criticism. I think that they get caught up in their own artistic vision sometimes. Yeah. Which I think is the major downfall of this movie. They're so incredibly um <clears throat> they're so incredibly out there in terms of their vision that they get ahead of themselves sometimes and I think that actually is a downfall of their movies. Yeah. Um like this movie for example, like you take half of the ideas away and this movie could have been absolutely incredible on all fronts. Right? but it was just a bit too ambitious for their own good. Yeah. And there was no, I felt there's nobody either at the studios or on set or whatever, telling them, Hey, pump the brakes a little bit. What's with all the animals? You don't need the animals. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like, outside of the animal story of it. So here's, if you've never seen Jupiter's sending, we need to kind of roll, roll through this before we get into it. Otherwise what we're going to talk about makes no sense. Um, you have me and a clueless, uh clueless she's not clueless mila Mila kunis Kunis. (laughs) kunis god i don't even know what's going on with me she plays jupiter jones uh she basically she lives in this like russian family uh their jobs are basically like house cleaners maids whatever you want to call them uh they clean toilets for a living they pick up after other people's messes for a living and they live basically they're this one family under one roof and she hates her life Ab- she actually wakes up in the middle of- every morning she goes I hate my life um and then all of a sudden you start getting introduced to all of these different intergalactic alien characters that are on earth to do a job um and one of those characters is Channing Tatum's uh kane wise kane as in kane nine is the two put together could be Nick
3: Nick Right. yes yes
2: um Kane wise uh he is um he used to fight in like the re- i'm going to call it the rebellion i don't know if there was like a name for it but there was like an army that he used to fight for well, he was he was um, part
3: of the aegis wasn't he
2: yeah it was like a it was like a thing where they would splice human dna with animal dna well, no no no
3: no he just right? he was he was part of the aegis as like the aegis is like uh they're like the galactic police essentially but him, him, and Sean Bean's character, um, what the uh, Stinger, St- Stinger, yep. Stinger, Stinger, or Apony, whatever whatever his name was, they were part of sort of the same, uh, the same, uh, um,
2: group if yeah, you will
3: yeah group or they,
2: they were they were part of they were part of these these platoon soldiers or something that were yeah yeah there were these soldiers that were basically spliced like human dna with animal dna to make well, Sting, soldiers, stinger basically. wasn't stinger wasn't yes he was he was part b he was part b oh <laughs> his name is now stinger now all makes, now, that now makes, it all makes sense. sense yeah and his house and everything else right? right 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 so they live uh stinger it seems like lives on earth though he does yeah Yeah, Stinger lives on Earth, and the weird... Trust me, if you were a neighbor with Stinger, you'd think he was the weirdest fucking dude in the world. (laughs) You really would. His whole house is basically a giant beehive. Channing Tatum's character and Sean Bean's character... Was Sean Bean's so good. Even in ridiculous movies like this, he's so good. Yeah, he's right. They used to serve together in the army, or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Um, They've both been disbanded at this point. Um, Who else do you have? You have Eddie, Eddie fucking Redmayne who is an incredible actor. And actually, I loved his character on this. I thought his character was great. <laughs> you did not, clearly. <laughs> oh, dude.
3: Well, I know. I I here's here's the thing is, I think Eddie Redmayne is an amazing actor. Yeah, he's still incredible. Come on. Um he took he took he took uh he, what he was given for this movie. Which was bullshit because the writing in this movie was terrible, <laughs> and he he needed to make his character, um, memorable in some way. So he did. So he he I I I, I, f- I feel like a
2: like, super low quiet. Oh god, god I, I fucking hated I that. Oh, oh, I loved it. See, he it's his, just,
3: it's his all
2: opinion based, by the way. But yeah, I it's all
3: it. it's all completely uh, objective. His uh. Like I, I hold on I want to I w I wanna I wanna just look up a quote from him from the movie and then <laughs> no,
2: I will give you this. The writing again was not great, and I think this is definitely a case of so people not wanting to tell the Wachowskis no. Here, let me let you me know
3: see what I'm saying? If, a
2: lot of that is that.
3: Let me so Redmayne played uh Balem Abrasics. Let yep. me see let me see if I can do his character real quick, ready.
0: <laughs> My mother made me
3: understand. That every human society is a pyramid, and that some lives will always matter more than others. It is better to accept this than to pretend it isn't true. That's him through the whole movie. I'm just like... Give this man you...
2: an Academy Award right now. It was. This is amazing. It
3: was <laughs> fucking obnoxious. I, I
2: and then, loved it. I, I thought it was great. I really well, and,
3: and and then, so here here's the thing. I love Eddie Redmayne. I think he's a really good actor. I think that he was doing the best with what he was given for this movie, with the material. And this is why I brought this is why I brought the Wachowskis up for V for V for Vendetta earlier because V for v for Vendetta I think is so well written. Say that. Say that one more time. V for Vendetta <laughs> is so well written. It's such a it's such a great it is. movie. It is. You could pick out any quote from the entire movie because V, uh, played by Hugo Weaving, is so eloquent but also so vicious at the same time. Is, is he's that so what was amazing from
2: this movie?
3: What Hugo Weaving? Hugo Weaving, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, would yeah. Would he have
2: made this a better movie? Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, probably. <laughs> but that was that was like top notch material. This movie was not well written. I feel like so. I was reading about. I I was. I I was. I was reading it a little bit about it too. The so you've worked on. You've worked on movies before, and and you've actually educated me before on this on this particular aspect of filmmaking. Uh, They say that they say that each they say that each line of or or, or, sorry uh, each page of a script equates to about what sixty seconds of film.
2: Yeah, it's about a minute of film. Yeah, right. Typically speaking, that that's a rough estimate, but typically speaking, every page is a minute of film. the yeah.
3: sc- The script for this movie was 600, 600. 600 pages long,
2: which definitely did not get filmed. Obviously, <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't know if it did or did not get filmed. I I know for sure. Like I like I also saw that the the chase scene. I think that this was a a crazy. Uh, Like a a crazy outing because the chase scene through New York or Chicago wherever the uh, Chicago it took six months in and of itself just the chase scene took six months of filming. So this was was a six hundred. This was a six hundred page script that they edited down to a two hour and seven minute long
2: movie. And you can tell you can absolutely tell
3: it, it suffers from editing issues. It suffers from from pacing issues. It suffers from overall just writing issues in in, in general. I think that this movie would have been so much better if it would have been split into a trilogy.
2: Oh, my God. I have those literal exact notes in my notes. Like, I agree with you tenfold... Um, I, even even with even with the interspecies love interest, everything absolutely this movie would have been so much better as a trilogy. They, they I rushed, they rushed percent. through,
3: they rushed through so much of that stuff. Like, here's what like, I wonder. Like, here's she never, wonder. she never, like, she never overtly was like, yeah, every once in a while, like he would, uh, um, what the hell is his name? Uh, <laughs> Channing. Kane. Uh, Kane. Yeah, every once in a while, Kane would like save- it's like
2: K nine James. Like Cain
3: like Cain would save <laughs> Jupiter and she would look at him with those big old big old fucking eyes. Mila Kunis has giant eyes. It's a pretty girl. It's a pretty, it's a pretty girl.
0: girl. Big big, big fucking big, eyes. big
3: fucking eyes. But it's a pretty girl. And but that's the What's thing. What is that
2: from? What is that from?
3: I think it's for uh Bad Boys 2. That's a nice really? fish. That's a nice fish, <laughs> big fucking eyes, but it's a nice fish because Martin Lawrence, Martin Lawrence accidentally takes ecstasy or something like
1: that. <laughs> I didn't love those so much.
3: <laughs> but, but anyway, Sorry, so like did he did would, did like, did like did he would save her and she would look at her with her big gorgeous eyes, uh, yep. look at him with her big gorgeous eyes. And like, it was obvious that they were, that she was into him, but then all of it, it was like. Here's where I'm saying the the pacing issues, and this is not the only time that there was pacing issues. But it went from a scene where, uh, like, they went through this big chase in Chicago, and then they and then she got abducted from uh, Stinger's house, and then all of a sudden they're in a spaceship, and she's going, "Why do I always fall in love with men who are wrong for me?" Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I will,
2: I will, I will give you the, I will give you that the, the writing in terms of especially her character, is is wonky, as all hell. Yeah. Um, like like for for a, for a girl who only knows the the living with a big family, only knowing that, you know, granted she's a girl with lofty goals, like she she's very interested in astrology, for example. You know, she's a smart girl. You, you obviously she's, know that. She's not a girl with lofty goals, though. Well, lofty in sense. I meant lofty in the sense of like she knows that she's meant for something bigger than what her family's giving her. You know what I'm saying? So she, but then she gets like abducted by aliens. She takes everything in stride really easily. (laughs) Yeah, she's really not thrown by anything.
3: I don't know if it was. I like Mila Kunis a lot. Um,
2: She was so she was not the original. Uh, no, it was,
3: it was Natalie Portman at first, right?
2: I think Natalie Portman would have been way better. Natalie frankly. Portman would have been great. She would have been great.
3: And, and then, and then it was even That's, it was there was somebody else after Natalie Portman, wasn't there?
2: Yeah. yeah, there was. I didn't I didn't have that written down though. Um, but it's not that I'd, Mina Clunas is bad. I just think that perhaps she wasn't the right person for the role. You know, what I saying? don't. That's
3: all. I oh dude, I, I I have it. I think I accidentally put it down in my notes three times. She was not the right person for this role at all. I like Mila Kunis. There was a
2: disconnect somewhere in the movie with her character.
3: Yeah,
1: Um, yeah.
2: I think, though, I think that, too, uh, again, we keep jumping around and I do want to finish this, and I know that I keep going back to that. I just want to finish really quickly just just the spine of the story so people know what we're talking about. Mila Kunis gets abducted um, by... Coon, I, whatever there's an L in her name now just deal with it okay Mila Clunas gets uh she gets you abducted did by, <laughs> I
1: know
2: I did. she gets abducted by Channing Tatum's Kane, uh who is protecting her from being kidnapped basically by this hierarchy um the hierarchy is the house of Abrax uh Abrax is um or Aber-Sax is uh they're like this the the this family that basically owns like sort so of everything—they're like they're like alien royalty. A Then you come to find out a thats the one. No, Abrasics. You Abrassics. still said it wrong. A <laughs> There you go. Okay. They basically are like the royal family that like owns planets. Like they're like the highest of the high, <clears throat> and she is like their long lost like queen. Cause like they're the way that their their society works is that they can live for millennia, uh, based on absorbing essentially like human goop, if you will. <laughs> like I don't know how else to say it. They they farm humans to get like their essence. And then they basically take like a bath in the water and they come out looking younger than ever. Like it's, it's essentially it's like how they stay young.
3: It's essentially like they're
2: they're uh Botox sort of, made of babies.
3: They're yeah, in a way. <laughs> but they're they're sort of they're replacing the in a way they're replacing the uh like
2: old the, dead cells the with old new
3: it's DNA though. It's genetic. It's like they're yeah. actually they're, they're literally shedding like... their
2: skin. It's like they're shedding their skin and replacing it with new, younger skin made from humans.
3: But at a genetic level.
2: Yeah, yeah. At a, yes, at a genetic level. Yeah. Um so that's what the, basically what it is. So places like Earth and lots of other planets in, in the galaxy. Or in the universe, rather, they're farm. They're basically farm planets, so that they can get this human canisters of TGRI goop. <laughs> for every, to, for to, every, to mix a lot of different things together. For right? every,
3: uh, for every, uh, for every canister of this TGRI goop, they have to kill one hundred uh, humans. humans, essentially. Yep. To to, so, but to they make, get to live to, for millennia, right? The, they said so. Uh, Kalik, who's played by uh, Tuppence Middleton, yep. um, she basically explains, like, "You're, you're." She explains to Jupiter, "You're used to coming to you're used to coming from a planet where people fight over resources like oil and water and uh, whatever, coronavirus, coronavirus." <laughs> But we're like because they're older and like they they live on a much grander scale uh their their main uh commodity is time, yeah, like just getting more time that's what they want out there's of- even a
2: there's even a scene where she looks a little bit older at first and she walks into like these healing baths and then she walks out looking twenty years younger, yeah because that's what this stuff does. And both um, and
3: both versions I would.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
3: Both versions. Are you
2: kidding, Are you kidding me? I want I both versions together in <laughs> in, a, in like a three-way. That's that's what I want. Um there's something weird there, but whatever. Um yeah, so that's oh, so basically good. what it is. She finds out though, uh Mina, Mina Kunis's character finds out that
3: Mila she, Kunis What did I say? Mina it's me. It's Mila. Russian
2: Russian, Russian chick finds out that um, that she's actually royalty because they believe in reincarnation and that when somebody dies and all of their cells kind of reform into a new person, that that is the embodiment of of that. It's reincarnation. They believe that that Mila Mila Kunis. There you go. Mila Kunis uh, is their mother. Basically, the House of Abraxas. Abraxas. Dude, <laughs> sick of this, dude.
1: Uh, Just go with it, man. Just go so with it. Mad.
2: They believe that uh that Jupiter Jones is their mother though, reincarnated. So yeah. she is so she is royalty. So right. and, and that's basically the story of that. But their plan for her is all nefarious because all the children basically want to kill her to get her will so that they can control everything. And each each child, you have uh, Eddie Redmayne's character, who plays Balaam, uh, Douglas Booth, who plays Titus, and then... Um, uh, Tuppence, Tuppence Middleton. Tuppence Middleton, who plays Kalik. They're the three siblings that are basically fighting over control of, of the planets and everything else. Um, I like that I, name. That's, that, that's the essential story, though. And I, you have <clears throat> Channing Tatum, I, who is helping her basically be like, they want to kill you, I love you, we're gonna fight against it. It's like a whole Star Wars resistance, the whole deal. Like that's it's what it is. It's a it's a it's a space opera. That that's what it is.
1: Mm.
3: Sure. <laughs> it's uh. It's just. It's just bad. Uh, I'm telling you, dude. Like the the story. The story is very interesting and the the universe that they set up also very interesting this yeah. idea that this idea that this uh they're not e- they're not even an alien race it's almost like everybody kind of comes from the same Well, they're humans. the same stock you know
2: like they they are human it's just that they came from somewhere and, else and
3: and at one point they even it's kind of cool at one point they even um they even uh explain away the the extinction of dinosaurs yeah, on Earth, interesting <laughs> to 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 make way for humans, and then the humans were supposed to uh, colonize the Earth and and basically grow into these fruitful crops that could be harvested at some point in time. The harvest, yeah, yeah the harvest. Like it's a really cool idea, and sure it's does. a really cool universe. It that was also just gives, It was just so poorly executed. That also the, like, gives a every, lot
2: of. Uh, it to how old they are too, because yeah. they were there when the dinosaur. You know, i that shows how old they actually are. You know? Right,
3: right, right. Uh, well, they're not that old. That's the interesting thing is like when the the dinosaur extinction took took place, the Abrasics family. Because if
2: you mean Abrax,
3: uh, Abrasics. <laughs> uh, it's it, it, I don't I don't know how old Balem was but Kalik said that she was 14,000 years old. Yeah. Well, that's not even close to 65 million years. And their their mother died when she was 90 19 nine,
2: No, I thought it was 19. 90 was I thought 90? it
3: was I thought it was 9100 years.
2: Regardless oldest shit. She she had lived for Wait. nine
3: she had lived for nine millennia, right? Is that what the So yes. she was 90 9100 right? Yeah. So so Oh no, no 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 no, it's she was a, like no, she was 91,000. But anyway, um so the the family the, the family the Abrasics family had been at this for like for generations upon generations even before that because uh because the extinction yeah. of the dinosaurs was 65 million years ago. But yeah. uh so it sets up a really awesome idea and a really cool universe like you're you're seeing all these weird animal human hybrids and like the uh they go to the the sort of junk the junk planet at one point Mm -hmm. in time where it's just like a bunch of random ships floating around and shit like that yeah yeah and it's really cool and those are all really awesome things that they could have explored but it it was so tightly packed into two hours and seven minutes that yeah that's it was the problem is like they didn't have like the, time pace, to exp- the pacing time. issues the pacing issues were so bad that at times I was just like I it was like I had fucking whiplash dude like yeah it's there was it's, the part it's like if
2: they had it's like if they had the if they if they had either one of the star Wars trilogies or any, any of them. And they tried to combine all three movies into one. That's what this would have felt like. Yeah. Um, and I say that because a lot of this movie actually reminded me of the prequel trilogy, to be honest with you, like this movie, when I was watching it through, it was like, it was a lot of Dune, a lot of Dune, like house, the house, the the houses and all that stuff. Like who owns what? Like that was all very, very Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've seen it, I can actually say that. Um, <laughs> But it was a very ago. Dune. It was very Star Wars prequel trilogy a uh-huh. lot too, because there's a lot of like there's a lot of um, like government stuff and a lot of like political things that were happening. You know, with the with the, with the House of Aberrax and, and, and all that stuff. Like, yeah. um, there was also a lot of Men in Black because there's a lot of alien creatures that you just don't know who they are, but you just accept the fact that they're there, <laughs> especially at the <laughs> beginning of the movie. There's so many creatures. And different species that you see in the first half an hour of the movie that you never see again in the entire rest of the movie.
3: And this is the thing; Which is, i's like really I've, weird. I feel like
2: in. Uh, but also, let me finish. But also, yeah, okay. The rest of this was made in Manhattan. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day she's cleaning toilets. The next minute she's shipped out and living the good life. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie was.
1: Oh my it's god. It's the sci-fi
2: so, version of Made in Manhattan. <laughs> so so
3: why do you love this movie so much? What is I it just, about this movie that you love so much?
2: There's just enough about it that I just love. Like there's they, they, like everything that just doesn't really everything that doesn't that fails to meet <laughs> its potential, right? It does peak just above <sighs> The shitty line, like, like there's parts of it that just kind of peak for me. Well, yeah. And uh, I, hold on. I, I will Here's, say this: the movie looks beautiful. It is a well, uh, gorgeous yeah, movie to watch. Um, the, that's I, the, I that's the you how thing. Like
3: it. that's the thing. Like for for so this movie was in what two year? It, this movie had two years of pre or uh, post production. Post production, yeah. So the movie itself, I didn't. I didn't get a full on like uh, timeline of how long it took to um actually film the entire movie but I know just the I know I know just the Chase scene in Chicago took six months alone. Sure. So this which movie even, this movie so Which this wasn't
2: me- even one of the better visual parts in the movie. No it
3: really I was, was. it was it was too frenetic. It was too no, it was frenetic. Just, like I got lost I got lost during that that scene like I was like It was so oh, this quick. Is, the, I was like this is awesome. Like the it's it's cool but I can't fucking tell what's going on.
2: Yeah, it was so quickly cut and then a lot of times they would have the visual effects that had like the explosions on the buildings. But then 75% of the buildings that exploded once once the once the explosion like, you know, went away, the building wasn't touched. Which to me it, it takes me out of it because it's like yeah. if you're going to blow up a building, you better put the after effect on there of that building being exploded. Like a lot of times, they were just kind of showing explosions, then nothing happening to the actual buildings. You know what I'm saying? Um, now they did give a little bit of a of a reason as to how that happens, because apparently alien technology can heal everything. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was a little clunky, though. It was a bit clunky. Took me out of it. I my feel. Like, I feel like it, though,
3: that's such a that, that's such a cop out too. Because well, you're it was, you're like it it, because they're they're driving out of town, and she's like oh my, like what how are people gonna deal with this the entire city is destroyed and he goes the city will be rebuilt by tomorrow and she's like what and he and he goes look back and like she looks back and the the buildings are literally being rebuilt in front of her eyes within seconds well that doesn't take into account that there's gonna be a massive amount of casualties sure in a in a battle like that you know what i mean well
2: It's like any comic book movie where they don't care about the people that die (laughs) when they're having these giant fights in big cities. But
3: here's the here's the thing: like when you have a movie like The Avengers, where all of New York is destroyed and they talk and they actually acknowledge the casualties. In this movie, it's like, oh yeah, the buildings will be rebuilt, but what about all the people that died?
2: Apparently, they get rebuilt too. I don't know. It's, maybe <laughs> it's
1: it's it's bad it's, writing. It's it's no. It's I bad, I agree. With that. It's bad the writing. Parts
2: of the movie that I was talking about that were absolutely gorgeous. Though it's the outer space scenes. Like there are some scenes that were breathtaking in this movie. Like like absolutely breathtaking. And me and you know I watched them on my like, my fancy four K. Um, and it's like I was watching it. I was like, this is beautiful. Like it is absolutely stunning there's there's some there's a scene especially that i'm thinking of where you have a uh, spaceship that is like uh it's it's moving inward to a planet and the planet has all of this like smoke coming out of it but it's like vertical it's like it's weird it's like what you would normally see on a horizontal plane but it's tipped up on its side and you have the spaceship going into like this cloud of smoke or whatever but it, like it looks weird but you're talking like, about it's,
3: when they're going into jupiter
2: is that what it, it might be Jupiter, yeah. It's, well, the it's final, just so striking like the, though. Like it's the final so striking.
3: Sh- the final showdown takes place on Jupiter.
2: No, it was before. They might have been going into Jupiter, but it was before then. It was like the middle of the movie, the first time that I really noticed how beautiful the outer space scenes were. And I love the fact that a lot of the um architecture on these spaceships, like one of the things that the Wachowskis were talking about was like, you know, how does how does, you know, in in human in the human world, uh Money means power. Power means beautifully aesthetic, lavish homes. Yeah. Why would the rich not have beautifully lavish spaceships? You know, they, they say every space move that you see, the ships are always super crude and everything. Everything in the future is always like super bare bones and crude and whatever. Like, why would that be? If you have money, you could afford super lavish, expensive looking yachts basically as spaceships
1: mm-hmm. and i
2: loved the fact that that the, the spaceships that were owned by the abrastics uh family like they they were lavish and they were they looked like these big huge gothic halls and like they were just gorgeous and like the 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 set design everything in this movie was absolutely top-notch gorgeous mm-hmm. um and that's one of the things like when you're watching it yes it's like. The story sucks, but my god, it's good to look at. It's like it's like meeting a beautiful significant other who's dumb as bricks, but man, they're good to look at. <laughs> like, like that's kind of what this movie was <laughs> in terms of that. You know, like you have the guy with the chiseled abs, but he's dumb as a brick. You have the chick who's like just a like a specimen of a woman. Maybe she, not the smartest woman in the world. She, like, she's, my point she, is like that's she's what this she's was. hot.
3: But she's dumb. But she's hot. So,
2: okay, okay. So so Jupiter Ascending is just a hot, dumb blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie is.
3: <laughs> that's actually that's actually probably pretty accurate. Um, um, I don't that's, know, man. That's I a like good it. that's a good way to did put you it.
2: Notice did you notice that there's one part in the movie where uh, it's I want to say it's one of the first times that Jupiter's on the alien quote-unquote alien ship you know like the 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 spaceship and there's a um there's a, a voice talking to her from the room and it sounded exactly like the red queen from resident evil oh yeah did you pick up on that
1: i didn't did pick, pick up on
2: it but exactly yeah i know what you're talking about like it yeah i was like what the fuck was that a callback like <laughs> do the wachowskis <laughs> love resident evil like what just happened here <laughs> i don't get it um I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through a couple of thoughts that I had just so we can get them through because we are approaching the two-hour mark here. Okay. Um there uh the fact that these spaceships left crop circles in the crops was the dumbest thing ever. I'm just putting that out there.
3: I mean, why though?
2: Why why are they dumb or why do they why do they do that?
3: Why is that dumb?
2: Because it's dumb. <laughs> because the 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 trajectory of a spaceship lifting off wouldn't leave a perfectly intricate crop circle. I don't know. Seems dumb to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, I need hover boots. That's one of my notes. We didn't even talk about hover hoverboard. We barely even talked about Channing Tatum's character. Let's be honest. Space
3: skates. You. you want space skates?
2: I need those in my life,
3: dude. Every they time look like, they look
2: like the greatest things in the entire world. <laughs> every
3: time I saw him space skate, I I was just like. Uh...
2: Uh, really you hated it that much there were i thought it was dumb i didn't hate it that much though
3: if i had a pair of space skates i'd fucking love it don't get me wrong but every it was and it wasn't so much like when he was near the ground space skating it looked pretty cool but every time they would do one of those shots where it was almost like a um it was almost like there was. Did you pick up on the fact that there there was almost some like weird like they'd have these really amazing intricate shots of him space skating around Chicago, and then every once in a while there would be a shot of him, almost like somebody was taking cell phone footage from down on the street. Did you notice I did that?
2: Not, no, I, I didn't.
3: And no. every time that would happen, it would completely take me out of it. I would just laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, that looks terrible." <laughs> Maybe, it, and that's it, the funny thing about it is it almost looked more realistic than what was happening the rest of the time. So okay. it should it shouldn't have it shouldn't have technically looked terrible. But I think it's because you had this overblown like CGI crazy stuff going on for the rest of the movie and then every once in a while they do this weird handy cam footage view of him from the street that if you saw it if you saw it
2: no it's dog man
3: (laughs) yeah if you saw it in real life you'd be like damn that looks fucking awesome but in the context of this movie where everything else was so beautifully done with cgi it looked weird and out of place
2: yeah, I I can agree with you on that. It did seem like the um like the gravity boots or whatever were just an excuse for him to fly. That's it. It was mm. just a way to make him fly. Yeah. Um, he did actually film the majority of those scenes on rollerblades. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> did he really? uh, yeah. on the on the Div- on the Blu-ray because yes, I own this Blu-ray. Let's of make you no do. bones about that. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff is that um. Yeah, he actually did record a lot on rollerblades <laughs> to give him that fluid motion. Here's the other thing: the Wachowskis describe this movie as being their ode to Wizard of Oz because the Wizard of Oz is one of their favorite movies ever. They yeah. describe that they describe Mila Kunis's character as basically Dorothy and Kane's character as basically Toto because Toto was essentially Dorothy's like guard dog, mm-hmm. and. That and they leave it at that. And then, what I take from that is so you basically made like a fantasy movie about Dorothy fucking her dog. (laughs) That's pretty much what they're doing. Uh, Oh, (gasps) (laughs) getting like, come on, are are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Like, Toto is basically her protector, and we wanted to make a movie where it's like, what if Toto was a real person? So if Toto was a real person, you'd have Dorothy fuck her dog. Like, what the, I don't understand this line of thinking. Oh, and let's
3: let's get away from your yeah. Let's <laughs> let's get away from your idea of Dorothy fucking her dog real quick, and actually, <laughs> and actually examine that analogy. Like the the uh, or uh, not analogy, but that uh, I guess an al- No, not analogy. Yeah. I don't know, but. Like the idea of this being like a, a, a Wizard of Oz type thing. Yeah. Where are the where are the parallels other than other than a girl and her dog?
2: That's it. No, that's it.
3: That's it? That's,
2: that's literally it. Yeah. So you like, they just they, they, they say that they, they claim that in every movie that they make hey, there's a random cat running around outside. Um they claim that in every movie they make there is something about the Wizard of Oz in it. Like they take something from that movie and put it into whatever movie they're making. Okay. And this okay. one, that was it.
3: All right. So okay. I guess that makes a little more Yeah, so it's not like a full on it's not like their their idea or their homage to Wizard of Oz as a whole. It's just more so no, the no, no. It's more it so the like- the journey of Toto and Dorothy.
2: Yeah, this wasn't like the same except, except for in Wizard this Oz. journey,
3: Dorothy wants to fuck Toto so bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Um on that on that wavelength, was I the only one that was like so wanting? Oh my I, I pined for this. Cause they they held off a lot on on Jupiter and Kane's kiss, right? Yeah. They held off a lot on that. <laughs> yeah. And knowing that he was half dog. Was I the only one that was just waiting for her to go in for a kiss and then for him to just start laughing at her face? Like, hey,
1: I wanted that so badly.
2: Oh, dude! Yeah, that would have. Like, how amazing would that have been? That
3: would have been awesome. <laughs>
2: like he just starts laughing with his tongue right at her whole face.
1: Oh man! God
2: damn, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Oh, so good, so good. I don't Uh, know man. Like I I this movie felt like you know what this movie felt like? This movie felt like a video game adaptation movie. Yeah. Only there was no video game to adapt it from. Yeah, that's how crazy this movie felt. Because you can get away with a lot of what happened in this and this movie. I guess you can get away with this in a video game setting. That's actually kind of nothing like that.
3: That's actually kind of one of the things about this movie that pissed me off. Is like, I I didn't know anything about this movie, and I didn't know anything about the origins. And I'm th- I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself: so this is just a really I'm like I'm like this is a really poorly a really poorly done adaptation of a probably a pretty sweet book
1: mm-hmm.
2: but there is nothing
3: there's nothing so yeah. because a book of Jupiter ascending probably would be super awesome uh even better a trilogy <laughs> a trilogy <laughs> and, and so I'm thinking about it, like and that's the thing is like if the if the script for this m- movie was really 600 pages there's so much that they left out that they probably could have left in and then made one movie out of the first 150 pages and I then mean. another movie and then you know what I mean like stretch so it out into a three he... or four parter like there's there's so because every single like I, this this movie suffered in I in a big way by every single one of the characters. Jupiter and 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 Kane included are completely one-dimensional. Yep. I and I didn't care about them, honestly.
2: How would you break I didn't this give part? A, I
3: didn't How? give a shit about Jupiter and I didn't give a shit about Kane.
2: No, they were I really they... didn't and that is because it suffered from having so much story crammed into such a small space. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question: If if it was up to you, given the story that we got, how would you break these movies into three parts?
3: Um, the first part would be obviously like just sort of introductions, uh, getting to know. Like I would I would probably do a little more expose on Jupiter's parents, and. And how... Her
2: father, by the way, is Jarvis from Mar- uh, the Marvel movies. Huh? Just putting that out there.
3: What are you talking about?
2: Her father. played by uh, James Darcy. The guy that played... Uh, he played, was Jarvis for uh, Iron Man and for all the movies, and he was the voice of, uh, of Ultron in the Marvel movies.
0: No,
3: dude. What? Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> no, that's him. 100%. That's him.
3: Uh, Paul Bettany played Jarvis in all the Marvel movies. No, Paul and, Bettany played no, no, and, no. Paul and,
2: Bettany played Paul Bettany played the character of um,
3: and Ultron was played by James Spader.
2: No, no. Paul Bettany played what's his character's name? God, oh, I can't think of his character's name. Um, Jarvis
1: and no, Vision. No,
2: no, Vision. Paul Bettany was Vision. Jarvis was James Darcy.
0: Nope.
2: Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. No. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. Correction for next week, but no. Paul Bettany played Jarvis in all of the Iron Man movies, okay. and then be- and then became Vision, and he okay. didn't. And James Darcy did not play Ultron. That was James Spader.
2: Well, that. That is true. Yes, Ultron. I, you're right. I, I'm wrong on that. I, I am. I am 100% why would they wrong have?
3: Why would they have the same guy that played? No,
2: no, 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 no. You're 100 right. You're 100 right. You're 100
3: right. <laughs> that played Jarvis. Um, play Ultron.
2: Oh, it's here. Avengers Endgame, James Darcy's character, Jarvis. You motherfucker!
3: In in what in <laughs> Endgame? you went to the in, very, you went in, to the no, very uh, end of the.
2: Agent Carter TV series. Edwin Jarvis. Moving on. Um,
3: Go to Iron Man.
2: I'm getting there. I got to move down here. Um, Let me look up actual Iron Man here. Point is, James Darcy, at the very least, James Darcy did play Jarvis in the Marvel pre-stuff. Like He was the character of Jarvis, and he played the voice of Jarvis in Endgame as well.
3: What do you mean so, the? I, what do you mean the Marvel pre stuff? What does that mean? Like
2: the um, uh, Agent Carter, uh, which was the one of the shows. Agent Carter is a TV like,
3: show. Yes, I don't know. He played. I don't. No, I don't know anything he about played, that.
2: No, he played Jarvis though, which is the same because he played Jarvis to the younger version of old uh, Tony Stark's father, Howard Stark, which is the same thing.
3: Yeah, it's a TV go on, show. Go on, though. go on, go on, go on. It's by a the way, TV show on. though. Why are you? Paul look I I just looked up I just looked up Iron Man from 2008 Paul Bettany played Jarvis.
2: Okay, fair enough. James Darcy though played Jarvis in the throwback uh TV series though and stuff in I, the Marvel universe. I Shut up. He still played Jarvis. We're both right. We're I don't watch right, okay? I don't watch the TV shows. <laughs>
3: Nobody watches both- the TV shows other than you.
2: We're both right. move on <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you're wrong I'm right um and and, and, and now you've completely fucked up wherever we were in this discussion. But, uh, this movie uh, is terrible.
2: <laughs> no, it's great um he dude this movie is totally a horror movie, by the way, too, because uh um Channing Tatum was totally a werewolf, right like humans, and the humans were totally vampires. Feeding on on human uh, DNA basically to to keep them alive.
3: Yeah, except they were bathing in it. So
2: this is a werewolf and vampire movie straight through. Oh, so
3: this is Twilight, <laughs> is what you're saying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the sci-fi Twilight. Ah, uh, Twilight. Um, Swy- okay. Here's the thing. You, I know, I know where you stand on this, and I gotta ask it before we before we go here. Um, does this movie deserve the reputation that it has?
3: Um I can only I can only speak for myself and I can say that this movie is very visually stunning and has a certain level of entertainment value. I do not think it's a a good movie. So as far as what the overall public opinion of it is, it kind of depends on what you're going in for. Okay. So if
2: you're, you're, you're if so you if you're, if to you're save- going
3: if you're going in for a masterpiece of a movie, no, uh, it's not good. And yes, it deserves the shitty reputation. If you're going in for just a, a an entertaining movie that's visually so- stunning, then.
1: Yeah, so it kind of sounds
3: yeah, like you're great. half and half on it though. I kinda am, I am like half and half. I'm, 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 I'm a splice.
2: For all, of I'm for a, all the fu- badness I'm, though, like you're not willing to write it off completely. It's, it's
3: no, I would, I would honestly, I would watch this movie again happily. Thank you. I would.
2: So uh, this was the third time that I've seen that. It when we that
3: being said, it. said, that being said, I think that it was a huge mistake to cram this much movie into this this much story into one movie. This should be I, a. This should be a trilogy at the very least.
2: I agree one thousand percent. Like literally a thousand percent. I cannot disagree with you more on that. Um, my my standpoint on it is, I I think that I liked it more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both liked it for the same reasons, and we both disliked it for the same reasons. I just yep. kind of think that I'm a little bit. <laughs> I I have a little bit more wiggle room. I think on on my acceptance scale than yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because because. As I said in the beginning of the episode, I, I honestly think that if like, picture yourself like, picture yourself here you're you're a young man right you uh, you love genre f- films or whatever and you live in the year like 2030 for example right Mm-hmm. being you know kids now in 20, 2020 are going to look back the way that movies from the 80s were right or the movie yeah, whatever yeah. you're a kid in, the, in 2030 and you're looking back at old films and this movie is not going to be remembered with time let's be honest with you the wachowski's might be but this movie in particular well, wachowski's is definitely get, is, will be but this movie though is going to get forgotten in time it yeah. just will so yeah. picture that you're a kid in like 2030 right and you're and you you're in the resale shop whatever 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 that may be at that point in time
3: Disc Replay, baby,
2: and and here's this, yeah, Disc Replay, still going strong. Here's this movie, right? That you're like, what the what the fuck is this? It's like a space opera. It's from the twenty the 20, 20 teens or whatever. Like, what is this? You take it home and you watch it, and you're like, this is the most batshit crazy movie I've ever seen, but it's fucking awesome. Like, that's exactly the impression that I would get. Watching a similar movie from the 80s because I've done it a thousand times over. You know, yeah. like this is that kind of movie. It's not a great movie. There's a lot of missteps. There's a lot of missed opportunities. There's a lot of ego that was unchecked in this movie, quite frankly, mm-hmm. with the Wachowskis. Um, I know that the two of them did The Matrix, but I think the studios need to start reeling in their fucking fishing rods on the Wachowskis <laughs> just a little bit. Um, that being said, visually it is beautiful it's like it's it's one of these weird movies where no matter how bad it is it almost doesn't matter because of how good it is like it's 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 a weird like juxtaposition of good and bad and that's kind of where this movie lives to me you know and i think that in the future it's going to be one of those sci-fi epics that was that that should have been bigger than it was but it's you know it's reduced to this tiny thing that we have called a movie. And
3: well, I think the problem I, is, is they should have extended it into a, a trilogy, I sure, think that it but would But I have... think
2: that in the future it's going to be looked back upon though. It's going to it's going to be looked back upon in a much brighter light than we're giving it now.
3: I disagree. That's all I'm but... that's
2: all I'm going to say. I think that it's <laughs> going to be revered more in the future than it is now. Just even on a cult status, I'm not saying that it's going to be better. I'm not saying that people are going to realize it's genius. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I just think that it's going to, be, it's going to look, get looked back on more fondly because it's a fun sci-fi epic that, quite frankly, is just batshit fucking crazy. And we didn't even mention the fact that one of the sons tried to marry his mother. That's That's <laughs> a really good point. That.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty about this movie that we really didn't touch on. Uh it's got a lot of information crammed into its 2 hours and 7 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh and and that's what I can not like there's and there's shit that I wanted to touch on too like the lizard those lizard dudes
2: yeah, what the those fuck? giant
3: lizard dudes were fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> those were straight up like 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 Killer Instinct or something. Like <laughs> yeah,
3: and the way they talked was so cool. They had that like they had that giant like deep voice, but then also there was a like a tremolo sort of effect on their voice. That's
2: part of what I was talking about in the beginning of the movie. They introduce so many different alien characters, yeah. and then never go back to them. Yeah, it's like. Like there's no explanation to why there's so many alien characters. Like who was the who was that the the Asian girl in the beginning with the, and then the black guy? They were yeah. like, there Like they were bounty hunter characters. Like they're a big part of the yeah. beginning and then they're just gone.
3: Well, dude, and they're you can They're just gone. You can honestly say that about every character yeah. in this movie, including Jupiter. Who were
2: those gray who were those gray-looking characters?
3: Oh, the the watchers. Yeah, they
2: You don't know who they are. They're there and then they're
3: gone. Well, they kind of explained who they they were, but um
2: not enough though.
3: Well, no, I mean like uh, forget about the secondary characters. They don't even explain they really don't explain uh, there's no character development for Jupiter, there's no character development for no. Kane. There's no, no there's zero character development for and- for Stinger.
2: If this truly was a screenplay that was chopped down for say, so so the general rule of thumb is that you have an hour's worth of or, or I'm sorry, a minute's worth of footage per page. Yeah. This movie was two hours and I think 10 minutes long, right? Two hours and ten minutes long. So that's two hours. So that's 60 uh 120, 130, 130 right? Yeah. It's 130 pages of an original 600-page script. Mm-hmm. Think about that for one second.
3: Right. You basically cut how, out how exactly, 80% of the film.
2: How exactly can you explain that being a good idea? Like, I, I just... If, if I'm a studio and I see this, this giant script being proposed by these visionary directors, right, I'm saying either we figure out a way to, to make this into a trilogy to To use this whole story, or you need to rewrite your entire fucking script, right? Into a one movie idea.
3: Well, and it's also ta- like I, it's I, it's it's not just it's not just visionary directors. It's you're looking, you're the studio looking at the visionary directors who created the the Ma- Matrix, the Matrix yeah. trilogy, which is in sci-fi one of the most. Well-known trilogies, around. so why wouldn't you? It look is, but at
2: I will still, I will still hold stat, hold fast and say that the the only really good movie is The Matrix. Like, the, the, I'm sorry, two and three, they're fun to watch and they expand the story. They're nowhere near as good as the first one. Though. A, a, no, it's and not. I and I agree with the you. Quality's there, quality's not there.
3: I agree with you there, but like, but the Matrix trilogy in and of itself is probably six hundred pages. Worth of script, right? Sure, I agree. So why not take something like Jupiter Ascending that has a really intriguing story and a really, like, the universe that they created, the universe that they set up, is all very fascinating. Yeah. But then you chopped it up so much that you have no time to... You have no time to uh, get to know any of the characters or even care about them. Like, I, I honestly, like, I... I I did like I didn't become emotionally attached to any of the characters including Jupiter or Kane.
2: The only character that I became emotionally attached to was Sean Bean because I hoped to Christ that he, they weren't going to kill him and they didn't. Cuz he dies in every movie he's in. He made it through. <laughs> he made it through. I'm with you Sean Bean. My point is though, my point is like you're right. There's no character in this movie that you they, they don't even give you a chance to be emotionally invested in them. No. Maybe a little bit in the middle of the movie, but even still, those scenes seem out of place compared to the rest of the movie. So it's like, this was just a, a haphazardly thrown together single movie because the studio, my guess is that they wrote 600 pages assuming they had another trilogy on their hands. Mm. The studio said, nope, we're going to make one movie based on this. And they panicked and made what they made yeah um I would kill to see a director's cut because my my guess is that there's at least two movies worth of footage they shot yeah there has to be
3: there's got to be yeah
2: um and I would kill to see that cut of it to see to see or whatever director's cut that, that exists you know to see what it was left on the cutting room floor like what whole characters were left out what
3: I'd even just stuff. i'd even just like i might look up some interviews with the wachowskis to see what their thought process was during this whole thing, you know, cause yeah. maybe they originally intended in like a short to... version. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What you're going to get. Cause, cause the stuff that like the, 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 the Blu-ray has a lot of interviews with them and everybody in the cast and everybody in the crew are just raving about how amazing this movie is. Yeah. Um, which don't get me wrong. Like I said, I actually enjoyed this movie. It's it's visually stunning. Um, I
3: think that's the biggest thing it's got going for it. It's visually stunning, but other than that, that, I think it's not great.
2: Yeah, I also think they are drinking some Kool-Aid, too, though. Because, let's be honest, they're not going to talk negatively about this movie when they're trying to hype it, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, it'd be good to get some shoot interviews about this movie after the fact. That's a wrestling term for you, by the way. Um, It'd be great.
3: Well, there was even... uh, um, Channing Tatum was doing one of those AMAs on on uh, Reddit. Ask me anything, Uh and somebody asked him, "What is this movie about?" And he says, "Yeah, I I would like to know that myself." (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's well, there you go. That's kind of telling.
2: That is a great way to end this episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is this movie about?
1: Actually,
3: (laughs) uh, that's that's it for our bad brew on Jupiter Ascending. We got some. Some differing opinions here, and it is what it is. Go watch it. It's on Netflix, so why the fuck wouldn't you? Just go watch it and then let us know what you think about the movie.
2: I would really, really be interested in other people's opinions of this movie. I really would be. I feel like this is a bit of a a controversial one, you know? I feel there's gonna be people that love it, there's going to be people that hate it. I really want to know what people think. So Actually, please I'm going to social media.
3: I'm going to specifically call out Carney right now because I'm I'm going to hang out on Zoom with him on Monday. So Sunday, listen to the episode, uh, watch the movie, and then let's let's Zoom about it, man. Let's talk about it. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's Jupiter ascending. That is our Bad Brew episode. We are the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast.
2: You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill BC. You can find us on all major streaming sites. Clearly, you've already found us, so tell a friend or two. That's all we ask—just a friend or two. No tell more, a, no less. tell a
3: friend or two, kill a brewer or two, and uh, you know, have <laughs> uh,
2: a brewer or two. I don't know.
3: We don't know if our Audible link works anymore. Uh, oh yeah it's so, a so, funny story
2: <laughs> funny story I tried to look into that and I got locked out so I don't know what that means <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, apparently but, yeah. apparently they next, listened
3: to a couple of our episodes and they're like we don't want to be involved with these assholes
2: <laughs> I will, I'm going to uh, hopefully have an answer by next week uh, but yeah there's some weird stuff going on so hopefully I'll right right have on. an answer for that uh, and uh, if that's the case then you know what it's a bridge burned, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
3: <laughs> Fuck you, Audible, unless you're still sponsoring us and then unfuck you.
2: <laughs> Where's the unfuck you button on my computer? I don't know where that is. Shit. Um anyway, yeah. Uh next week, uh for the next week they'll watch uh, Lights Out and the and Darkness Falls. Yeah. And those are the two movies. She ought to um, be a
3: doozy. All right. Hey, until next week. Touch touch tips yeah. with my big red cock here. Cheers, pal. Try to have a good night.